Merry Christmas, everybody. This is our special Christmas edition of the Pubcast, and I'm glad that you guys are joining us here today. Hopefully, we can entertain you tonight for a couple hours as you guys are maybe might be doing last-minute gift wrapping. I know that's been something that's a tradition in my family as we always struggle to get presents wrapped before Christmas morning. But I'm glad that you guys are joining me today along with our wonderful co-host. We have uh, Tom from America Floats here tonight. Hello, good morning, and Merry Christmas, everybody. We also have Abby from Conspiracy Pilled. Good morning. <laughs> we have Katie Zed from Overruled. Hello, nice to be here. <laughs> and of course, our Lost Lost co-host that decided to go <laughs> spelunking last week, PJ, also the co-host of Conspiracy Pilled, is joining us tonight. Merry Christmas, Frank. How's it going? <laughs> Fantastic, man. It was like something was missing last week without you being here, PJ. I told my wife after the show, I said, you know, typically when I have PJ there, he'll have like stories that we already talked about. They're all pulled up. And I'm like trying to do like these three other things, try to pull stories. And it, it was off the rails. <laughs> and I don't know what we were doing at one point. So, but it's glad yeah. to have you back tonight. <laughs> I missed one stream and the whole thing falls apart. I know. I see how it goes. It <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so good evening to all of you guys out there in the uh, chat tonight. Night. Thank you for coming in by uh, stopping by the pub, pubcast. We have some light stories we'll be talking about tonight. We got some other stories that we will dive in and tap into, especially the ongoings right happening in France, uh, Paris. If you don't know, diversity is our strength, and we're going to show you why that is a little <laughs> bit later. Uh, why uh, playing with toys and getting toys as an adult? It's kind of weird, or maybe it's not. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. And of no, it's course, not weird. I can answer that right now. It's not weird. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're, also yeah, gonna, fine. <laughs> we're also going to take a look at the uh, the true crime scene. And are, is that community toxic or are they actually doing real good work? Katie Zed will weigh in on that. And we got so many other stories that we'll talk about. Some deep fakes that we think that Joe Biden pictures, Christmas pictures they've been setting out. Dude's not the same dude. Uh, <laughs> me and Tom will discuss that here in a little bit. But Good evening to everybody. I saw we had a super chat up. Thank you. Who is that? Lit. Yeah, thank uh, you. Thank you for the $10 super chat. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. I think I picked too delicious of a drink tonight because I have alcoholic eggnog here and it's like half gone and we haven't even started yet. And yeah, that's that all that I have. That was full like five minutes ago. It's so <laughs> good. It's so good. You watched you pour it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I've got, but I've got porters and stuff that are kind of Christmassy. So I can grab one of those if I run out, but yeah. <laughs> so how cold is it where you guys are? You know, we're in the cyclone bomb. Is that what they called it? Uh, PJ? The, I don't know what they called it. It's yeah, the terrible bomb out cyclone. there. The bomb well, cyclone. It. Yep. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So it was five I, degrees this morning. It says it's 14 now in the corner of my screen. What about yeah. you, Katie Zed? Uh, it's it was. I think it got down to like nine degrees today. It's twenty degrees right now. I just okay. pulled it up. PJ, <laughs> well, I, I I'm in Michigan as well as Tom, so it's been cold. I think this morning I had to start my car and it was like five or six degrees, but then there was like a negative with the wind chill, and my car was like having a hard time starting. So it's pretty cool. I, I would have a hard time starting. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be negative negative seven and negative no. twelve. What the feels like? Today. No, yeah, it was pretty bad. Abby, what do you got there? 
17 degrees in the Balmy. West Virginia, Northern Virginia area. Ooh. And I'm from Maine, so I'm just a laughing. Clammy, <laughs> a little clammy at 17. I was going to say, that's warm. Yeah, it's 20, Open 27 a degrees yeah, here gosh, in northern Florida sweaty. where I'm at. So what's, what's funny, it's the warmest where Frank's at, yet he's the most bundled up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he also feels the most cold relative to how we're all like, yeah, we're fine. It's only just, you know, about... 30 degrees and you know if you touch the window you're gonna freeze your fingers yeah. and i'm not frank's fine. got gloves on and he's <laughs> not yet to, not yet to, but to i do it, have them <laughs> to put it in perspective the year my daughter was born it got to negative 40 so we're in northern michigan it was like that's an my omen. car my car wouldn't start uh our pipes froze we had to leave the water running all day for a month because is, her name's not elsa yeah. is it no. <laughs> no. Dave Cranick says negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit and 55 inches of snow been in snowed in for six days. Pixar didn't happen. Like, where is that? Alaska? <laughs> Alaska. Actually, it is Alaska. Is it? I was going to say, yeah. probably Alaska. He is Ala- he's Alaska. I've been to Alaska, but in the summertime, like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeper says it's 65. We have number two. He's from Indiana, 12 degrees there. Yeah. So uh, 23, wherever Oscar is, and negative 11 with wind chill, says Mayor. Mm. So there you yeah. go. I, yeah, They must mean wind chill. <laughs> yeah, I think it said windshield. But yeah. Windshield. It's, 11, <laughs> it's negative 11 with your windshield. <laughs> Imagine if they didn't have if a windshield. they didn't have a windshield, it would be real <laughs> it cold would be in that so car. so much colder. <laughs> in Arizona here says um, tomorrow's 72 degrees. Speaking right, of well, Arizona. Wow. Yeah, Arizona's just a black here. cloud right yeah. now in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and start off there. Let's start, start off with Arizona because we recently was doing a stream covering the trial uh of Katie Hobbs or, or Carrie Lake versus Katie Hobbs and Maricopa County Supervisor of Election Boards. Um, and we were covering that, me, PJ, and Katie Zed uh, on Thursday. And we were discussing how high of a bar that was going to take in order to, to prove uh, intent, uh, I think is what we were ta- discussing right. on that day. And, you know, I didn't want to sell you guys hopium at the time. I was telling you guys, I, you know, really want it to go carry Lake's way because I think the evidence all points in that direction. And I believe it was Katie Zed that said she didn't believe the judge was going to want to wade into the, to the uh, political sphere of it. And he would more than likely rule against Carrie Lake. So any thoughts as we get going? Yeah. I mean, no matter what he decides, it's, it's a political decision. That's the point I was making the other day. It's like, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because everything becomes a political decision. Even the Kyle Rittenhouse trial was like, you know, the judge had to make a, it was an obvious case. It never should have even went to trial. But in that one, it was like it was still the judge was going to be looked at one way or the other. And this is like even worse. So, well, I think in this case, though, if it's a difference between setting a precedent and not if he mm-hmm. doesn't do anything, it's not setting a precedent. So, right. And that's a hard that's going to be harder for a judge to want to do. Right. But he he ruled today against mm-hmm. Carrie Lake. Right. And so he says they have till Monday to appeal. Um, that decision, uh, but as right now, uh, Katie Hobbs uh, was declared the victor after this trial. Tom, well, any thoughts? Yeah, I I think that they're going to appeal. Right, she said they would. Um, she said for the for the sake of having the honest and fair election, she will appeal it. Which I feel like maybe that's someone should have helped her with the statement because it's also for the sake of Arizonans. If you honestly believe mm-hmm. that the Arizonans elected you and you are the only person who can continue to sue up that ladder, then you are, it's incumbent upon you to do that. 
So yeah, it's for the sake of an honest and fair election, but it's also for the sake of your voters. And I almost think if the judge is trying to maybe be wise, he knows, like you said, he doesn't have to do anything, but say, pass the buck. You Mm -hmm. can appeal it, but I don't have to be the one who gets killed for this. He's Pontius Pilate washing his hands is what he is. Yeah. Can Jesus to the Romans and let them do what they will. Right. And wink, wink. It's not the Jews at all. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope she takes us all the way to the Supreme Court. I mean, that's the thing. I think it has to be appealed all the way until the end. Because, like, there's the whole chain. I I feel like there's a lot of different good evidence brought up. The chain of custody one is what keeps sticking to me. The fact that that was even admitted into evidence, mm-hmm. the fact that they had no chain of custody. If Katie Hobbs team, if Maricopa County had the proof, which is le- they legally have to have mm-hmm. proof of chain of custody, then that would have been shown and it would have been admitted from evidence. The fact that they don't have it in and of itself should have been, uh, should have been enough. Like everything else was just icing on the cake after that. I think the other thing that stuck out to me is the change of the paper size last minute. Right. Yes. It almost feels like that was on purpose because it couldn't have been anything else. It couldn't be anything else, but on purpose. Yeah. That's why this judge, I feel like the judge couldn't have ruled the way that he has just dismissing everything and shutting it down without knowing. And he did say, he's like, you can appeal. You have till Monday to appeal. Mm -hmm. He knows they're going to appeal and he knows they'll probably win on the appeal or it will go further. And he doesn't have to be the one to be the one to, to make the hard decision, which is not a hard decision, but it's a hard position to be in. I think the only way we win is if it does go all the way to the Supreme Court. I think all of these courts in between here and there, and that's if the Supreme Court will even hear it, because sometimes they'll get a case and they won't even look at it. Well, hopefully the Supreme Court does. And that's why, again, why elections matter, because we saw what happened with, you know, this year we had the biggest Supreme Court victory in my life, in all of our lifetimes, I think. So, you know, there's at least some hope there. I I think so. I think so, too. Abby, what do you think? (laughs) I, I'm a little bit cautious on this one. I know what I would like to see, but I think that we have enough of the conservative judges on the court are not keen to upset the status quo when right. we've seen them make decisions to that effect. And this would be one of the biggest status quo upsets ever. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be bigger than the Hobbs decision? Yeah. Because that's just kicking it back to the states. So, like, in some way, once it all blows over, people in California eventually are going to realize, oh, it doesn't affect us at all. We've been out here protesting, but we have Gavin Newsom. We're going to, like, kill babies up to three years after they're born. So, like, what difference does that make? And we have had a couple generations, several generations of fighting to end abortion. And in that growing in the minds of people, growing in the public consciousness, we've only had a couple years of really questioning our elections. Yeah. Yeah. Two from our side and six, if you count uh, the Russian right. collusion. Yeah, for real. Right. So, yeah. Well, so actually, it goes way back. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Frank. It goes way back further with the Democrats. They've been doing it forever, and it's fine. They've been doing it since 2000, at least, and it's fine. It's as soon as we start going, hey, something's a little fishy here, which we probably should have been doing earlier. If you look at uh, the county's Obama yeah. one in 2008. True. But now that we're saying it, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Wait, you, you don't believe in 111% reporting in Philadelphia? No, <laughs> for some reason it just sits wrong with me i can't put my finger on it but there's just something about that number that just doesn't sit right with me has there been any strong legal challenge to an election before 2020 yes yes yeah there's yeah. been elections overturned on very similar basis chain of custody basis even in like, arizona yeah even in there arizona. was a case where it uh they ruled against the election was done incorrectly and they gave the election to the guy that lost or you know 
who actually won, but there was mm-hmm. stuff that was happened to it. So there was a president set in in that case. It was like back in 1920 or something like that. It was, it was a long time ago. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised, and I don't even want to like muddy the the stream by saying something so negative, but I wouldn't be surprised <clears throat> if, it, if it was not corrected in a court and Carrie Lake announced that like that, that she is the winner. I wouldn't be surprised if someone tries to take the law into their own hands, because this is kind of seen as like the fool me twice mm-hmm. thing. Like, okay, yeah. shame on you. You fooled me once in 2020. We weren't watching for it. 2022. They're watching for it. They have pick, pick which one you want. You can go with a number of different examples of how they could catch the fraud, the ballot size, the, uh, I mean the, the box three, all these different ways that they can point to intent. Mm-hmm. And how they couldn't have been a mistake. Those things and the judge still says no. So either the judge is now the target or Katie Hobbs would now be a target or whomever is going to say, what last box do we have? And that's the ammo box. Yeah. My, yeah. my, my guess is this ties into a topic I wanted to talk about. Uh, the very first conspiracy theory was proven right just recently. It was came out with no, no news whatsoever. The JK, the JFK assassin, assassination Brought to us by the CIA. <laughs> yeah, the catalyst for the creation of and the peddling of the term conspiracy theorist. The, right. the the reason that they had to push that so hard in the media to make everyone aware of that term and the connotations of it being negative because they couldn't have you questioning that they killed JFK. And now, you know, they did. So internalize that, like the meme says, you now know they wanted you to be thought as the dumb conspiracy theorist because you were right the whole time. And now look at everything else they tell you you're a conspiracist on and go, huh. I can't think of any conspiracies that if you don't wait long enough, they turn out to be true. Mm -hmm. Uh, PJ and and Abby, I'd love to get your guys' take on this because this is like ground zero conspiracy theory to JFK. And it just came out, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of people understood that the government was involved. But now it actually comes out and shows that the government was involved and everyone's silent on. Nobody's talking. It it should be the biggest news story besides other stuff that happens. But obviously that would place the media in 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 that role of helping the CIA and other government agencies covering up correct am i am i off on that no it should be the biggest story of the century but Mm -hmm. we've seen these leaks before there was a leak a few years ago from the cia internal documents that showed they had something about you know jfk's assassination before he was assassinated and that got overlooked so this getting overlooked again doesn't surprise me i do find it hilarious that the what tom just brought up because in the trailer for conspiracy pill that was the point that i made there's that conspiracy theorist the term comes from people trying the, the cia specifically trying to give a negative connotation to anybody questioning uh, JFK's assassination. So that is where that, like the word conspiracy theorist existed before, but it never had that push and that connotation. And on top of that, this is the same exact time that uh, Operation Mockingbird is is getting exposed and taking place. And what did we see in the Twitter files this week? We saw Operation Mockingbird is alive and well, as I've been saying forever. The fact that, and, and for people who are not familiar with Operation Mockingbird, that is where the CIA uh, tells the media what they have to push. So the CIA and Homeland Security are literally buying Twitter verified Twitter bots and pushing stories through Twitter and through, um, you know, we've been doing it through news and Hollywood and all that stuff forever, but now they're doing it through Twitter. So just the digital mockingbird was exposed. So all of these things, you know, MK ultra with Kanye West and all these things that we were told went away because they changed the names of them are just still there. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. I'll just explain yeah. this really quickly. I had made this like seven months ago and made a stream. Like this is what I'm predicting is that eventually we're going to come past past and through the midterms where we're going to see openly they're going to steal it. 
We're going to see openly that they will claim they won and we're going to know they lost in the moment. It's not going to be a whodunit scenario. And we're in this like weird period here in the middle where now they're admitting, oh, we did kill JFK. Oh, now we did do these other things. And they're going to have to kind of come forward and explain. And I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but that's what I yeah, you. I, I believe you that. showed that on uh, one of our earlier streams too. Yeah. yeah, and it's just proving itself more and more accurate every day. It's a good good time to be a conspiracy theorist. I'll just <laughs> say that. <laughs> if only there were like conspiracy crypto that you could like buy into for all your little theories, and then you just milking that right now, like right? Titanic money, just be yeah, Federal yeah. Reserve money. Just oh. I, I believe I believe there's one. It's called like FTX or something, but it just. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> buying into that yeah, it's really cheap right now so i'm just buying the shit out of it so that way <laughs> yeah that and dogecoin i'm yeah, retiring doge in doge <laughs> i worry though that the only reason for them to expose these things now the only reason for them to let these things come out is to demoralize you to say right you knew the whole time and mm-hmm. there was nothing you can do and there's still nothing we can do. And now we're just going to rub your face in it. This is always my big concern with when conspiracy theories get proven true is that on one hand, it's cool and you get very, you know, you get vindicated. And the other hand, they're like, we are so in control. We don't care if you know what we're doing. And that's yeah, what yeah. we've seen. I, I predicted this before Biden took office. I said, we've seen the slow boil of this oppressive communist state for a hundred years. And Biden is that all at once because change happens slowly and then it happens all at once. And I said, when Biden go- gets into office, it's going to be that all at once phase. And they're just not going to care that you know that they want you to live in the pod and eat the bugs and, you know, lock you down and all this stuff. And it just, it feels like, like I still, I still have some hope, but like there is that feeling and that worry that they just, they're so in control of everything that they don't care that you know they're in control. Well, or they're not in control. And that's why you're seeing the veil slip. You're seeing the mask fall off and you're seeing, right. I mean, look, I saw people slide in their cars today on the highway and that when they're sliding, they don't like let the wheel go. And then they lose control of the car. Carrie they, Underwood they, like, does over-correct. that. Carrie, they yeah, well, they, Carrie Underwood does that. The <laughs> but you know, you steer into the skid. You see when people start to, you know, they grip, they, they tense up and they grip the wheel. So maybe that's what you're seeing right now. You're seeing them grip and tense up and they're putting, I mean, they put all their eggs into a Joe Biden basket. <laughs> I mean, they have to, you have to realize like the CIA ran Biden. They could have picked others. Mm-hmm. And if they pick Biden to make you like humiliated, it's almost like, hey, maybe they want people to be aware of how bad the situation is. Like the meme is, you don't know, like if only you knew how bad it really was. Like if that's how the CIA feels deep down, like, oh, if only you really knew how bad, then maybe they would want you to see how bad. Put Joe Biden in, make you humiliated because the next generation will then have to work out of this so that we maybe don't have a hundred year future of humiliation. Right. I, I think it could be either one. I'm just saying like the humili- hu- the humiliation. Oh, you sounded ritual. pretty doomy a minute ago. No, no. I'm, I said there's hope, <laughs> but I, I still think that on the other hand, the humiliation ritual is, you know, Joe Biden is your president and you guys actually believe that you believe 81 million. Like, it's, no, it's, but they, yeah, they, they can sell it. Even if no one believed it, we still like swallowed it. It, it's the yeah. secret cult of the Ray Sexuals. Isn't that what you uh, follow there, PJ? <laughs> the Raylians? Raylians. <laughs> That's what it is. Ray Sexuals. Rael. Raylians. <laughs> I'm on to something with the Raylians. I'm telling you guys. But so is I Kanye. Don't, I don't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. I saw that symbol and that just spoke to me. I was like, man, that really means something to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it meant at the time, but now I'm drawn to it like a moth to flame. You guys should have seen me the night that he posted that symbol. I was like, no freaking way. <laughs> Call me at like... <laughs> One in the did, morning. I did. Did that, yeah. did that blow your mind? Did you just feel like he just blew the lid off of another big conspiracy for you? 
kind of yeah like no joke i was i was making like every podcast for like a month i was like guys i really think i'm onto something with israelians and this project bluebeam stuff and if i'm right it's going to come into the mainstream and then kanye posts the Raelian symbol on twitter right before he's kicked off and it's like the biggest like every eye in the world was on kanye for 12 hours and then he ends it by posting the Raelian symbol i felt very vindicated and kind of freaked out it was it was a weird weird day <laughs> it's not really? sun rays it's mana rays <laughs> <laughs> and I covered the Raelians as a joke originally, and it was like once I dug into it, I was like, "There's something weird here." Did you get a bunch of traffic on that video after Kanye? No, well, that? a little, not a lot. I, it's still not one of our best videos. Change, I need, the, I need to, change the thumbnail to that yeah, symbol. Yeah, like, and, <laughs> oh no! I, when I have a thumbnail, that is that symbol. It is and that, the, the symbol is on the thumbnail, though. Is it? It was the one video on my YouTube that has an active strike on it. Oh, you're naughty. Abby, Abby wanted me to drop the symbol off because of that worry. And I, I I didn't. We haven't got a strike, but it also it got like a little bit more traction for like a er, warning. I'm sorry. Not strike. Active. OK, warning. that was maybe, my, that maybe, was my one warning. Maybe if you titled it race sexuals, maybe you'll get more traction. Race sexuals. <laughs> I'm just going to re upload it. Call it race sexuals. <laughs> He's never done. So the Kanye revolution. Kanye and the race. Kanye and the race sexuals. <laughs> That sounds like a that sounds like a seventies kind of. It's like, disco it's like, it's like, like Josie cats. Prince and the yeah. uh, what was it? The revolution. The, the artist formerly known as band. Kanye and the race sexuals. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the name of his choir. Yeah, for his Sunday service. Oh, oh, actually, that should be called the Yay Sexuals, right? Because his name is Yay now. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a Yaelians, you guys. Yaelians. <laughs> Going from Raelians to Yaelians. Yaelians. I'm on top of this, guys. Don't worry. Next conspiracy pill. I'm just gonna totally I'm just gonna quietly post the uh the video that you guys should all totally watch now that we've talked about it. And then you can just click on it and just save it into your like watch later. Cause don't put it past Kanye. I mean, he did say he's like, I took the MAGA hat and, and like made it cool to wear. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take Raelianism and make it Yalianism. Like I don't just don't don't tell him that he accidentally fell into that because he'll take it and run. <laughs> Maybe he should. So do you guys think uh, Kanye knew? I'm sorry, Yay knew about the Raelians, or he just saw that symbol and liked it? I don't think he knows about mine. I don't think he knows, to <laughs> <Okay>. be honest. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Christmas. I think Nick Fuentes was very convincing. In telling Kanye why the Jews were screwing him over. And Kanye was like, they are. They are doing that. And he's like, name all the contract people that you know and all the Jewish lawyers that you know. And, and then aren't they all Jewish? And Kanye's like, wow, they are. And Nick, so I think I think Nick like bent Kanye's brain a little bit. And now Kanye just has this like crooked sense of like everyone who's out to get me is Jewish and vice versa. It's like, right. no, there's just a lot of overlap there. There's a lot yeah. of overlap. But don't think, make it your whole life's mission to say one is the other. What, what's funny? What's funny about the Kanye thing is he actually took the symbol and put it into Photoshop as if he created it. And then people were telling me it's not the same symbol. So then I took and placed them over top of each other. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it literally like the the like width of it, the way that it crosses under and over. I'm like, it is a hundred percent the yeah. like, on, from Google. If you type in Raylian, it's like the fifth picture. Mm -hmm. it, he didn't create that in Photoshop. <laughs> You remember that South Park episode of yes. the fish sticks? Well, yeah. Why would we even talk about that, Katie? You you were gonna say something that was yeah, more. Yeah, sorry, Katie. I don't remember. 
It's my fault. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I, I think Nick is was just helping um, Kanye nudist things. He's just nudicing now. He's oh, nudist. that makes sense. Yeah. Nudicing. <laughs> nudicing. <laughs> Don't nudist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you guys didn't know, speaking of uh, of Jewish people, you, if you didn't know the speaking FTX. Of people, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse well, me. You think you know the Jewish say, people? Name it's either everyone. just capital J Jews. We either just say how the hard Jew or menorah worshippers. Okay, the FTX dude uh, is out on bail. Spinners. He's actually Jufro. out on bail now. I Why think his name surprised. is officially Jufro. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Sam better than Creed out on bail. Where did he get the bail money? You. No one knows. George you. Stephanopoulos. No, he didn't All even, of you. From what I understand, though, he did not actually have to pay that bail. Isn't that correct? <laughs> he signs on a CIA line saying he will pay it. was it. a signature bail. Yeah. He didn't pay anything. So right. you can He's got to get out and start hustling some crypto money. You, can, you, money. you can move $10 billion <laughs> into a hedge fund through a back door. And then after you get caught, move another $140 million into your personal Cayman's bank account and get off on a signature bail. Mm-hmm. Did I not call this that this guy's not going to pay for his crimes? No, he's he, absolutely not. His his uh, 12-year-old, 40-year-old girlfriend, whatever she is, uh, <laughs> decided to go ahead and <laughs> Was that you, Abby? <laughs> was that you, Abby, that said that? Because that was the greatest observation I've ever heard. I think it was Cody. Was it Cody that said that uh, Carol, uh, what the hell, Carol Ellison? Carolyn Ellison. Yeah, she looks like both 12 and like a 40-year-old smoker at the same time. Oh. And it's impressive. I said that in the chat the other day. It's like, Was it you that, how or, can you be 12 and 40 at the same time? So such a good observation, though. It's meth. That's the answer to it, by the way. She actually tweeted out. She looks out. like a trailer park kid and the manager at the same time. <laughs> Katie just leaves. And that is a feature, not a bug. Like... <laughs> we all know Sam likes her because she looks 12. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 100%. Did you see the symbol for his company? <laughs> Is it the Radiance? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's it's the uh, I like little girls symbol. Is the one he wears on his t-shirt in his profile picture. Uh, no. Not a joke. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'll show you. I'll show you. He, he looks like, like the, the ca- pizza symbol or something. He looks like the camp counselor who would be thrown out of camp after like being caught way too many times You know, around the girls in the canoes. Right. Yeah. So here... Uh, let me just share my screen really quick. Uh, one second. Come on, PJ. Oh, well, I didn't have it ready. So right here, you can see this symbol, the heart, the the heart that's uh, kind of a swirly. That is the symbol for I like little girls on his T-shirt in his profile picture. Wait. So the fact that it he is. Like, yeah. Here, I'll, I'll, I got another one. Hold on. Wait, the light bulb with the heart in it. The light bulb is just a, a slight variation on it. I actually have this saved somewhere where it shows right. it next to the real symbol. Yeah. Now I'm going to start Googling symbols, symbols of oh, little girl love. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I deleted it off my computer. That's light right. Light bulb. Yeah. That, that would probably be a good thing. Like, probably a good that. thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the not the light bulb. bulb. The heart and bulb without the bubble could potentially denote. Okay, so don't tell me what it could mean, dummy. Tell me what it does mean. Oh, found it. All right, oh, so oh, here oh, we oh. go. See this? This is the Express heart. Express curiosity, the... love, and ew, gross. Curiosity and love. Yeah, see how the it's heart, the... see how it's a heart that's in a uh, spiral? That is what his thing on his shirt was. So yeah. if you go back. Ah, yeah. uh, okay, yep. It's there the it same is. thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's my point. And his girlfriend's symbol for her company is the I like little boys symbol. Not a joke. So the Alameda. Alameda. The spiral. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's Alameda Reese? Oops, I can't type today. Well, okay. How about this? While you're pulling that up, think of this little conspiracy. Yep. Are these okay. people not just the new Epstein's? Are they not just the stand-ins for the business? Are they are they oh, just that's, holding that's part of the, the money box and having the people do the transactions through FTX? That's part of the conspiracy because there was a guy, another crypto billionaire, who said in the Bahamas, like Mashugan, right? His name is like Mashugan. It was Nikolai Mashugan, and he in the Bahamas. He said, he said there is another Epstein Island in the Bahamas, and he was another crypto billionaire. And he said for exposing this, they're going to kill me. And he died four hours later. Brilliant cryptocurrency developer Nikolai Mashigian was found yep. dead in the water off of a Puerto Rican beach on October 28th, only hours after he tweeted that he would be tortured and killed by Mossad and CIA for yep. outing that they were trafficking sex, tra- uh, sex trafficking children in the Caribbean islands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just weeks before. Um, SPF. I'm sure it's Is that the same person that accidentally went swimming with all of their clothes on. That's right. the same person. And was not robbed and didn't have anything taken from them, but they his said wallet it was, was in his, yeah, his wallet was in his pocket. He was fully clothed. And that's how they had to have but his now, ID when, on him. When everyone <laughs> yeah. said, Oh, Sam Bankman Fried's been arrested. You think he's going to get got? You think he's going to get Epstein? I was the one saying, no, he's been insulated. This is them, him. This is them extracting him. He's like, Hey, I got to get out of here before, you know, it's getting, it's getting too hot. And so they say, hey, that George Stephanopoulos interview didn't serve you like we wanted to in the public. We're going to have to pull him. This is what the CIA does with an asset. They're going to arrest him. Then they're going to have him charged. And then he's going to go to Nerf Camp prison. And he's not actually going to serve time. They're going to you know, send him upstate with a haircut. I thought at most they would have seen him, but I never thought that he would testify or serve any real time. So like he, I he can said go he live in Israel and no one will ever recognize him again. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I didn't he even mean that as a joke. Style. I was just like, that's where he's <laughs> going to go. <laughs> Mossad is going to pull out one of their assets. He's going to go live in a, in a villa in Israel and we'll never see him again. And according we'll to the guy that, that he went died, yeah. according to the guy that died, he works with Mossad. So that's not a surprise. Meanwhile, our government will pass the legislation that he wrote to yep. legislate crypto. Yep. Exactly. Just the way they wanted it to do. Insane. It. That was my favorite thing is like while these crimes are coming out, like Coindesk is like saying, well, yeah, I mean, this was written by a crook in order to help his business and the government screw over every other cryptocurrency. But we still need it because, look, if we don't have it, we'll have people like SBF, you know, the guy who wrote the bill. He can commit the crimes. It's so insane. And like there was one girl on that uh, Coindesk podcast. I was just getting talked over every time. She's like, guys. That's retarded. And they just kept talking over her. And then they cut the podcast when she started laying out why it was retarded. They just cut it. And I was like, oh, of course. There yeah. we go. Well, yeah, I mean, they're also like him. They just haven't been caught yet. Right. Potentially, right? We don't know that they're not. So if they're saying, oh, yeah, we should totally pass these laws that make sure that we're all protected the way that he wanted to be. You have to wonder, you know, who's telling on who he told on himself. Wait, what was that? Oh, he told on himself on his space. So, like, during yeah, his what whole an time. idiot. Did you guys he hear what he was saying to them? Admitting no. to his crimes on Twitter. It yep. was great. He he was on Twitter while they were like, he's being looked at <clears throat> for these, you know, look, we don't know what he, and, and so people are asking him, like, journalists are like, so, Sam, would it be fair to say that you have this, 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 and this happening? And he's like, well, we don't even know where that money is. Like, we don't do like daily tracking. And they're like, um, so do you not fill out these forms? And they're like, that you legally have. 
have to. And he's like, I don't even know what that is. We don't even do those. We're, <laughs> we're, in, the, we're in the Caribbean. Are you kidding me? No, yeah. he did this on Twitter spaces like multiple days in a row. Okay. And then people tweeted like, take his phone away before yeah. someone takes his life away. He obviously doesn't have a lawyer because he just like tweeted, like he tweeted these long threads admitting to all of his crimes. And well, then it goes to Abby's point. Is like, well, this was just, this was just a lack of oversight, right? Right, SBF? And the guy's like, you just well, agree? you know, wow. other than the crimes I committed, yeah, it was just a lack of oversight. He's like, and really, it's like, more like a lack of experience and knowledge and caring. I just didn't care. And he's like, oh, God, buddy, I'm helping <laughs> That's you as much law, as I buddy. can. That's against law, buddy. He said, though, like, this is dangerous if they're allowing you to know it and they don't care to try to hide it. Right. If they had the if they had the control to, sh- to hide this and they can't, then that is scary because it's just them being reckless and like with reckless abandon. But if it's just the kid the third generation dipshit who can't be as clever as the CIA used to be. And now we're just seeing it for what it is. Then maybe that's it. The wheels are falling off and this is the best they got. Do you know what the the number one indicator for me was that he was never going to even see trial was that they said, not just that Carolyn Ellison uh, um, snitched on him or whatever she supposedly did. It's that they said, John, his, his uh, other, other, the Asian guy in the chair Mm -hmm. did. And I'm like, that guy doesn't exist. He literally doesn't exist. No one's ever seen the guy. The only picture of him on the internet is the back of his head. And somehow, while they were making $30,000 a year, they were investing $10 million a day into Bitcoin. And I'm supposed to believe this Asian dude's back of his head guy exists and, and is going to snitch on SBF. As soon as they said that, I was like, this is total shit. It's, it's, it's like, this doesn't happen. The so guy you're referring to, is that Gary Wang? The CTO, yeah, so I couldn't remember his name. Gary Technology Wang. Officer Gary Wang. That's no. supposed to be the other, the name of the other person who that's right snitched with Carolyn Ellison yep. in January of this year. So I should say there is a picture of the front of his ago. face, but there's only two pictures of him, and one of them is the back of his head, and that's what he uses for all of his profile pictures. And well, D- DOJ and FBI had guilty pleas from Carolyn Ellison and Gary Wang on January 19th. The pleas were entered, 2022, which means they went all year into the midterms allowing FTX to knowingly rip people off. They knew what they were doing. They'd already pled guilty to fraud. And Carolyn Ellison was facing 110 years in prison. That's why she pled out and she did so in January. Mm-hmm. So we're supposed to believe that the FBI didn't want to act on this until after the election for not a political reason. It's a joke. Considering he also doubled his investments into the Democratic Party in after uh, Ukraine started getting that money in March or May. I don't know. should be March turning... Well, not we on this channel, but people ought to be turning these FBI agents into Christmas ornaments themselves. I mean, I would never um, say that we should do that out loud. Uh, as somebody <laughs> who runs a true crime channel, uh, going back to him talking about this on Twitter, uh, a lot of things we talk about on Crimeland, which is my other show that uh, we, we always mention overruled, but on Crimeland, I make fun of people all the time for recording their own crimes and uploading it to social media. People do this all the time and they're idiots and I laugh at them. So why on earth would he go on a Twitter space and just like, it's just oblivious. Cause yeah, he's he, cause he was always an idiot. Like he was just a pawn this entire yeah. time. Like the fact that he got $32 billion and couldn't even like, didn't even know how to tell about what he was. He's he couldn't explain cryptocurrency in yeah. podcasts. Like the guy was just a stand in for the, money laundering that CIA or whatever was doing. So I mean, I can't explain cryptocurrency, but you wouldn't put you me don't in have charge of something billion like dollars that. Either, so. Why would you put me in charge of something like that? You would. And you could also still honestly explain that you don't know it 
Oh, yeah, Whereas yeah. he could dishonestly well, dance around not knowing. I shouldn't yeah. say that he couldn't explain cryptocurrency. What he did was he explained it too honestly to the point where you're like, this guy is such an idiot. Because what he would do, what he did is he went on a podcast and he's like, yeah, so if you invest in our cryptocurrency, it's all imaginary and we're kind of just stealing your money and making pretend. And the guy's like, so this is a Ponzi scheme. And he's kind of like, yeah, I guess it kind of is. And then they just moved on. It was really weird. Uh, yeah, wow. just like he explains it as a Ponzi scheme and then just is like, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, Sounds this like, like something a year I should ago. be covering on my channel. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did, I haven't looked at that deeply into it. I mean, I I see the headlines. It's or a little. It's a little hard. Like some of it's a little confusing because I'm not a like finance person, and the yeah. cryptocurrency yeah. still confuses me a bit. T- but tens of billions of consumer dollars. This I, is 38, 38 billion in your and my little you know crypto investments. Thirty eight billion that he goes. Your- Evaporate. Oh, yeah. it's just gone. And and fifteen of it was his, and ten of it we still don't know where it is. Wink, wink. This is why I said, once you start digging into this, you're going to agree with me. You're going to be like, yeah. How many people can we fit into one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a, I mean, it sounds like something I need to do a deep dive in to. And I, my actual degree, my college degree, is a <clears throat> is a business. I was a business major, so I might actually understand it if I look into it. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of uh of of true crime, I've heard your community is getting a lot of flack mm-hmm. uh, for being toxic. And are, I agree. Very toxic. toxic. Have you heard, have you heard yeah. Katie already? Have you met me? Jack, yeah. Jack Posobiec <laughs> tweeted this out. What does it say to Abby? I told you the true cu- crime community was cancer. I thought they true were Libros. <laughs> true crime junkies <laughs> walked to Idaho murder house where four students were killed. As one woman visiting with her daughter says, it's just more real to see it yourself. So what is this crime, Katie? What's going on here? Okay, so this is the Idaho. Um, there's, I think, I, I don't have notes in front of me, but I believe it was either late October, early November, four college students were brutally murdered uh, in, in their home. They rented a house <laughs> off campus, and there was six people there all together. Two of them, if you pull that picture back up, I can kind of explain um, this, do you see the way this house is? The, the two yeah. very bottom bedrooms are basement bedrooms. Mm. Um, and the two people that were there were not murdered and didn't hear anything. Upstairs from them was a couple sleeping in a bedroom and they, um, they were both stabbed to death. Apparently it was so bloody that blood was leaking out of the house onto the side of the house. That's how bad wow. the crime scene was. And then Damn. up on the third floor, um, there was two girls up there too. There's two bedrooms up there. They were both in the same room um, together. Uh, they were calling a boyfriend over and over again. So it's not like they were a couple or anything. They were having girl talk right. uh, or whatever. But the reason why the two in the basement did not hear them is because that house was built in two sections. So it's a duplex was, then? No, no, no. It's, it's one house, but it, Part of it was built in one period of time and then oh, it was okay, add-ons. Okay, so okay. there was outside walls inside. Um, so it makes sense that they thicker wouldn't have walls. hurt. Yeah, thicker walls yeah. and they weren't directly above them. So, um, But the what Jack Persobic is complaining about is people just driving past the house and putting flowers down and offering their respect and, and things like that, which is not toxic. But what is toxic is there's a lawsuit happening right now because there's a TikToker 
who's also a tarot card reader. <laughs> and I don't know if I put an because article. Of course she is. Yeah, I don't have it pulled up, but I put an article in, in our chat about this woman. Um, her name's Ashley something. But she read the tarot cards and she decided that there's a teacher, a history teacher. The head of the history department is a woman named something. I don't remember. But um this woman is going off on TikTok over and over and over again. Like the, I, I'm not a TikTok person. I actually downloaded TikTok. I said I would never do it, but I did just to watch this person's TikTok. Watch your bank accounts because China's about to <laughs> sift through them. Uh, I'll still delete it uh, right after I cover this on my channel. But um, that'll get your data back. <laughs> she read the tarot cards, and there was something about a teacher comes up in the tarot cards and then something about history so she went to the website and said and found the head of the history department and she's saying that this woman was in a sexual relationship with a, another student and she hired the student to go kill these people because she was jealous of the two girls that were on the third floor it's insane but this teacher has now sued uh this tiktoker so there's a that she sent a cease and desist. The woman kept going, and there's a seventy five thousand dollar lawsuit, I believe it is right now, uh, against this TikToker. So that is very toxic. I think to, people driving past the house and putting flowers down or lighting a candle. I don't think that's toxic. To shill for Katie for just a moment. Part of what's so great about your channel is the fact that other true crime people are toxic and terrible and your channel's like way more honest. <laughs> yeah. no, no, like no joke. Like you see the Kim Kardashians of the world who are out there like making it their life mission to free like convict like actual murderers. Kevin people Cooper. Like, yeah. Kevin Cooper is who I was thinking Kevin of. Keith, Kevin Cooper, uh, yeah. you know, she's just trying to follow her dad's legacy of like, oh, well, OJ might have his blood and fingerprints all over the crime scene. He ran from the cops with a cut on his yeah. arm and a bloody knife in his yard. But the gloves didn't fit because they were wet and soaked with blood. So there he's, he's innocent, right? So, you know, I mean, there is a certain <laughs> segment of the true crime community that is just absolutely terrible. Horrible. Right. Horrible. Um, yeah. I, 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 really, though, I think what Jack Posobiec is talking about here is not as bad as, as it could be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I, if here's the thing. If I lived in Idaho within a couple hours, I might drive past the house, not going to lie, because I'm trying to get a picture in my head of what what it is that happened and seeing it with your own eyes. Really, it helps. It's interesting because if you're if you're a journalist, like a real journalist, then nobody questions going to the scene and getting a feel for it. But if you're just like if you if you have a true crime channel channel on yeah. YouTube, you're not allowed. <laughs> Come on, not a real journalist, right? I mean, this is th yeah. that's the thing that Elon has rightfully mm -hmm. been uh, pointing out is like you know, there's you guys aren't special, right? Like you don't just yeah. get to have special privileges on Twitter to dox people because you're quote unquote journalists, mm -hmm. and that's the whole thing we've built in our society is if you have some kind of accreditation from some bullshit uh, thing like the Washington Post or the New York Slimes, mm -hmm. you're you're somehow you know you're somehow better than everybody else, and I, I I'm, yeah glad to see that starting to go away and i love seeing their power get eked away from them as more people are actually able to put information out there on twitter and other places so yeah. speaking and of putting information out on twitter and other places if you're watching this make sure that you like the stream on whatever platform you're watching it on and then like and share the link out to a friend uh go post it on twitter go post it on gab and truth social and all the other places and then jump in the chat and make a friend and say hello Absolutely. You Absolutely. Follow, you can find all of our links at solo.to forward slash last American podcast. And you can also find us over on Twitter at last 
underscore USA Pubcast. Make sure you go follow us on both sites and follow your favorite uh, co-host here uh, because they all have great content on all of their channels. All um, I want is to come back for Twitter or to come back to Twitter for Christmas. Elon, if you're watching this, <laughs> let Tom back. I have to say America floats on rumble is at 3.99 K subscribers. And it'd be really cool if we could get Tom to 4k. Oh yeah. That would be nice. Hell Tom in yeah. 4k. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't think we can handle Tom in 4k. <laughs> it's like, in 4K. It's like when you, you finally got um, like high definition television and all of the uh, anchors on, on uh, the network started to look really shitty. <laughs> like, all of a yeah. Sudden, mm-hmm. I, I, you realize how old that weather lady yeah. was that you thought yeah. was actually pretty good looking. Like, Oh, I wow. remember. I remember when we first got our our 1080, you know, progression television, you know, this was, I don't know, 2012 and um, and turning TV on and seeing these people. My wife, you know, we were watching something. She's like, why does this look like a soap opera? I was like, I don't know. I said, it just looks really weird. You know, it goes from the, you know, our old digital to the 1080p. <laughs> it's so true because when blu-ray came out they tried to like make older movies blu-ray and then yeah. i remember mm-hmm. watching when i was like this looks like a lifetime television movie now like <laughs> somehow it took away the movie magic and it just made it look like someone filmed this with like their you know vhs camcorder from the from their local av club in their high school or something it made it made movies look worse somehow i don't know it's weird they've got like or, figured or it made out you now see but. what movies used to be yeah yeah mm-hmm. also though i would i would give that that the film they, they used to shoot older movies on and the screens that you would watch those movies on had a better, uh, like, I'm not the tech guy that would be able to explain exactly why it is, but like the blur is more blended. It's like so a, you oh, see, what, it, what it is you is see it would, a better image because you're not like the pixels actually are like. I, I don't, you're going to explain it better. Go ahead. Well, it, what it was is that it would it would focus on certain areas, and then as soon as like that like blurry edges went away, and your eyes were able to see everything clearly, it just looked weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. instead of like you seeing the person in focus and the background and the things around them being a little bit less focused, so it kind of made them stick out from the background. It just made it all like a like a picture, and it looks it looked different. I don't know. Well, it's maybe the same I'm not reason that like you're, you're explaining, but it possibly it's probably the same phenomenon. The same reason that your old old video games looked better on an old TV yeah. than they oh, do on really? newer TVs yeah, yeah. because the old. TV had a look to it that they knew to program the image to be refracted mm-hmm. through that glass with those three little diodes in each pixel. So they knew, hey, it doesn't have to be completely crystal clear because it's going to look better as things are moving on the screen because of that glass. Now it's all LCD, so it's exact. And you yeah. can see every little finite point in the movement. And so it's like, yep. ah, it's jarring to your I've, eye. I've tested that out. And you're right. Old video games on new screens look terrible. They do. They're like, they hurt your head to play. Yep. <laughs> Mario, it's like all blurry. And you're like, whoa, it's hang terrible. on. It's like he's moving too fast versus on the mm-hmm. older screens. It's just, it's a little. Yeah. It's like, do I got to drop some asset to actually play this game now? <laughs> yes, you should do that thing. I mean, you don't have to, but it makes it more fun. <laughs> You're like, I didn't wait, remember Mario's there being eating these mushrooms and, and it makes sense. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of dragons and stuff like that, have you guys watched a new uh, Avatar nope. movie? Avatar 2? Hell no. Isn't that like five hours long or something? I don't know. Can I ask very honestly? watched the first one. Let, let me ask this. Has anybody watched the first one before? That's what I was going to say. Did anybody yes. like the first one? Yeah. Hey, one, one. Even if you've watched it, do Guilty you remember it? Movie. Do you remember the the plot do you remember the characters why would they well, come out with a sequel i just rewatched later? it so i remember the plot because i've seen pocahontas 
<laughs> Do I remember the movie itself? No. Space Do I remember three-hour-long space Pocahontas with weird hair sex? Yes, I remember. Like I remember that about it, but it was what th- their hair, remember... their braids. They they have babies that way. You know, Ew. that's the only thing. I- you guys don't remember this? From it wasn't what? babies. From- that's how they have sex. They call it coupling. Remember, they take their hair braids and they but stick them together. Sex like, though, because that's side. how they it's... rode like their horses and stuff too. They like they connected the horse well, to maybe the dragon, in and then they could. Yeah, maybe they're like a they were sharing. A, no, there was still a blood brain <laughs> barrier there. PJ, what? And Jake Weger like to yeah like yeah Avatar you can do it to the dragon. The dragon can't do it to you. That's what he. Yeah. I remember it was like a big deal back in the day when smartphones first came out. Yes, this is how old I am, but it was like the Galaxy S two or something. We know how came. old Katie said. <laughs> I know, ask Mister S Mister. But like the Galaxy S two or S three, this big selling point of it was that Avatar came loaded on. I remember your, that. Yeah. I had that phone. Seriously? (laughs) I hated Avatar. I really did. And I wanted to like it because everybody was like, oh, look how pretty it is. And then I watched it like, this is three hour long space Pocahontas and less interesting than the original Disney cartoon somehow. Like it was pretty, but I just, I couldn't stand. I don't, I never understood the the desire for a sequel. So I've not seen it. I was just mad. They didn't have the colors of the wind remade because that was such a good song. That would have made it better. Right. There's no cool hummingbird to be his best friend. That was also a bummer. Mm-hmm. It's Abby, two hours and 41 minutes long. Okay, Abby, but the credits are about 15 minutes of that. Avatar movie? No, but I intend to. Have you watched Why? the first one? Me too. Yes. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? I had mixed feelings. Visually, it was incredible, but... So, do you remember the plot? <laughs> I, I, I do. <laughs> Do you need a synopsis? <laughs> yes. Yeah, go watch Pocahontas. It's shorter, more interesting, and same plot. It's basically, yeah, it's Pocahontas. Like, it was yeah. a visually stunning movie, but the story was contrite and needed work and was dumb. And, and, I, and I would say that uh, contrived, rather, or trite, contrived, but yeah, not contrived. Yeah. Um, it was not sorry. It should Ooh. be, though. Um, and I, maybe just watching that makes me think, like, they needed a sequel because they had already budgeted for it they sold on it james cameron said there's going to be a third and fourth and they've already filmed scenes for them what? so like they're into this they, they also, billion dollar vehicle they, they also yeah. said that when the first one came out in 2009 that there was going to be a second one and oh, it took 13 there is. <laughs> yeah yeah well uh, my favorite part of this story is that james cameron has to come out he's like hey you know how i used to make terminator 2 and stuff like that, that you liked and then i decided to make a bunch of crap movies for like t- two decades <laughs> Yeah, a bunch of trash like Titanic and Avatar and other movies nobody actually liked. You, like. you, you didn't like Titanic? No. Really, PJ? <laughs> Why? There was what? room on the door for Jack. Because the best part of the Titanic. <laughs> there, was, there was room the on the best part of the Titanic for is the iceberg hitting the Titanic. <laughs> and the, and yet all you get is steamy back car scenes of Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> and a very unattractive woman that I can't remember the name of. Kate. Wasn't okay. she like way older than Leo? Winslet, get out. I, I Wasn't don't. Winslet way older than Leo in that movie? Uh, I don't know. Who cares? Good for him. I'm just saying. I don't know. And he never got well, isn't it. isn't Katie way older than her husband? Gonna, <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, Mr. Zed does not have a problem with Walter. Honestly, I, I would I would find it hard to find an unattractive Kate who's successful in Hollywood. Like Kate Blanchett, hot. Kate Winslet, hot. I don't we think you're going to find another one. We have a very different taste in women, that's all. I don't think, I think Kate Blanchett looks like a... Bo- bo- uh, 
plank of wood. But that's but go me. go look speaking, at Galadriel with those starry eyes, and you tell me that again. Yeah, speaking of plank to wood, I, I agree with Tom. There was plenty of room for Jack to be on there. There was no reason for <laughs> for her to let him go underneath the water. I'm just saying. oh, he, he misheard me. Be. You they wanted me. Have, I said something different. <laughs> they could have huddled and kept each other warm on top of that plank instead. Yeah, she let Jack die. I don't My know point. about the door, but I think there was room for him on the Shays Lounge is what I said. Uh, we, yeah, for sure. We, we got off my point, though, is that James Cameron comes out and he starts making all these claims like masculinity is toxic when you get rid of it. And he's trying to go as for as woke as possible, as if as if Avatar one wasn't as woke as possible. And now the woke crowd is canceling Avatar two. like the like the, the conservative crowd is like, I didn't like the first one. And the woke crowd is going out there saying, well, this is blue face. Have you seen that? They're actually yes. calling it yes. blue face. Yeah. Well, you guys apparently really? white people can't play aliens now because they also say that the braids are racist. Yeah, you can't have a braid because that must mean that you're trying to be like a Native American tribe. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, no one else has ever braided their hair before. Because Vikings <laughs> didn't braid their hair. Yeah, as yeah. a as a person of German descent, I mean, <laughs> same. Yeah, just yeah. like we would have the braids on either side. You know, like a Saint Polly's girl. Yeah, exactly. You got, like a beer maiden. Yes, a beer maiden. Don't you kind of feel like uh, being disrespected in this way? Like white culture has been completely overlooked. I feel. <laughs> They're I just mean, like these are all natives, and you should look at these mud huts and worship them. And I'm like, no, they're just trying to emulate what we did better hundreds of years before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think anybody who's wearing braids today is culturally appropriating my culture. That's right. Of beer maidens. Well, I <laughs> just, I just want to say, like, a fair last for the mug. Until, <laughs> until the Martians come out and tell us that we've appropriated their culture, I'm not going to have that much of a problem with white people playing aliens. Like, you know, yeah. maybe they have. Maybe they have. Maybe the CIA knows more than we do, or that NASA. Or <laughs> nah, something. they're probably not aware of more than we are. Um, <laughs> no. But Maybe Abby had a mistake. Abby wanted to point out that we have a super <laughs> chat over on Rumble from Blasian Babies 2020. Saying it's over for the deep state. No one believes them. They're naked emperors. Governor Kerry Lake won. That means President Donald Trump won. Merry <coughs> Christmas. Christmas. Cheers. Merry Christmas. And cheers. Merry Christmas. Thank you. And thank you. And again, another reminder to like the stream and share a link to it and then jump in the chat. And then uh, a super chat will answer all those at the end. Yeah, make some friends inside the chat. There are a lot of great people in there. And don't forget to sub to my channel, too. I need 92 Shameless more Shameless subs to reach my goal. Mr. Z771, we need to come up with more Kates. So keep thinking. <laughs> <laughs> we have our own very own Kate here on the podcast. Look at that. Yes. I was hoping that he would come up with that one, but he's just like, uh, I got that can now. Tell that's one. Since, since you corrected him, it's Catherine now. Can't oh, Keurig. Thank Katie you. Keurig used to be kind of a, a pretty lady. Katie Keurig. Yeah, Kidding. she was an NBC uh, host. Keurig. Oh, yeah, yeah. She interviewed Lil Wayne. She went to the bowling alley with him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I never really thought she was attractive. She always had like, kind of a lesbian haircut. Oh, of course she was. That's how she got along with Matt Lauer. That was a, <laughs> that was a feminist haircut. We're Abby and I are braiding. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're actively look. culturally appropriating right can now. I, I can probably get it. Abby still hasn't done blackface, and she promised us blackface like months ago. <laughs> did so. I? Yeah. I'm still okay. Kind of My freshman year of college was only 2011. Maybe 2011, face, I was a freshman at state. There were girls in sororities who went as Lil Wayne and Lil John, and they they both did blackface. And this is only like a decade ago. Canceled. Canceled. Well, well, I, I mean, I know people faced. that did blackface a couple of months ago. So. <laughs> I was, so I was there. I was there. Yeah, I was yeah. there. Well, speaking <laughs> of black people, uh, a, a new report had come out telling us that 
appropriating or, or forcing our diet fads onto black culture oh, yes. is racist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Abby, do you have that story? I, I do. I do. The racist <laughs> roots. This is in the Scientific American. The racist roots of fighting obesity. Prescribing weight loss to black women ignores barriers to their health. What's their <laughs> argument here? Like, yeah, I, I'm like, like, so where stupid are we going on with its this? face. I just like my favorite part of these articles. You finally read down through all of their diatribe of bullshit, and you finally get to the point. And it'll say something. I guarantee it'll say something like, "Well, black people in the 1950s were barred from having any type of ice cream except for um, vanilla or what was it? Ah, oh, shoot, I remember this article from a few months ago. It was Rocky Road butter pecan. <laughs> I remember being told that butter pecan was racist ice cream. Because one county in Georgia in the 1950s only let black people have butter pecan or something like that. No, it's oh only that can't be real. Well, and that cannot be pecan. a thing. Y'all can't <laughs> have any of this <laughs> vanilla bean. Pecan. Y'all can only have butter pecan. <laughs> butter pecan. As if, as if it, people don't like butter pecan. It's good. What it comes down to is they're like, black women are more fat than white women and they can't help it because reasons. So stop telling them to lose weight. If black women are more unhealthy, that means it must be racist and not I black people need to start eating better. Hey, be I watched chicken. a woman King. They were all thin. I didn't see <laughs> one plumpy. I did not see one plumpy. Uh, Merry uh, Christmas. On there. Wait, wait, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. What did Katie say? What did I miss? <laughs> Nothing. She. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I mean, look, if it has oh. to be true, because you know, the Kool-Aid greatest... has a lot of sugar in it. It does have a lot of sugar in it. And fried chicken has a lot of fat. And watermelons, all tons of natural sugar and a lot oh, of water. other delicious. Water By the way, all of these black things foods. are delicious and I eat them all the time. And I'm not I mean, I'm not skinny, but I'm not fat either. So. This is something that black people say, too. They're like, oh, we have the sugar. They call it the sugar. The sugar. It's like the diabetes. I think they, it's racist yeah, to not let a- us have all the good foods like, you know, country fried steak and uh, fr- deep fried chicken and watermelon and stuff like that. I tried Collard to make country greens. fried steak. Yeah. I completely failed at it. You can make Kool-Aid with Splenda. You know, it's not against the law. Well, look, <laughs> we, we know we I know this article sugar in my sweet tea. <laughs> We, we know this article's on to something because the greatest personal trainer of all time that's been featured on ABC and NBC Lizzo. and all these things, he is the personal trainer of Lizzo. So if he can't get Lizzo to be less than Earth 2.0, then I don't know. Yeah. president of. I mean, she has a, <laughs> and why is it that Lizzo plays a flute? So. Shouldn't she be playing like a tuba or a baritone? It just doesn't I, seem like she should be playing the dainty. Well, she can't like, play the, what's worse, the a piccolo? What's could, the one that has to wrap around you? She could not we, play that. Can, can, can we get Stewie Griffin to follow behind her with a tuba? <laughs> Have you watched that episode? The trombone. Stacey the Abrams trombone, couldn't get a tuba around her. Or, sorry, Stacey Abrams. Lizzo, same person. Lizzo they couldn't are. get a tuba around her arms, so I don't think the tuba. I've in, never seen yeah. them together in the same place, so they might be the same I person. Haven't either. That's also a trick, though. She can't get anything around her arms. So. Well, I genuinely feel so bad for her because earlier this year or last year, she she tried to do something for her health. She went on like a juice cleanse or something. She posted about it. She said she felt really good. And then her fans came for her. Like they really? were so angry that she probably did for the, something. Probably the first time anyone's ever done that. They were they were so wow. they were so angry that she did something for her health. <laughs> and she went out and apologized profusely to them for doing this. So that reminds the, me of them coming for Adele when she lost weight, remember? Yep. Speaking of fat people. Easier to do though once they've lost weight. Yeah, you you kind of have to go and hide while you lose weight. Like, 
They, they I did. can see the position she's in because she's built her whole brand around being fat, so now she can't change it. I mean, they did they, this to Adele. Easier and they did to this. see what position she's in now that she's lost weight. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Katie. They might be onto something because obviously she's anorexic and still fat. So this article might be onto something. It no, might no, no, no. You're thinking of Tess Holiday. Tess Holiday's <laughs> oh, one that came out and said she was anorexic. Wrong. Wrong. wrong yeah, do you guys remember person. that story from earlier this year? Tess Holiday <laughs> yeah. came out in tears talking about how she was anorexic, and I'm like, as she's stuffing where, cheeseburgers yeah, in her like, mouth. <laughs> Do you need to find a dictionary? Because I don't think, yeah, I don't think you know what that word means. Are you guys familiar with the the thousand pound sisters? No. Yes. The, unfortunately. There's like yeah. the, the one who's 600 pounds, the other one who is 400. One of them is mm-hmm. Tammy and the other ones is another Amy. My wife watches these women. And Ooh. so I, I if I sound like TLC or something, if the people listening or watching so. at home think that I sound coarse or unforgiving to the fatties, it's because you watch a few tens of hours of the people talk about their Saudis. And their eyes that don't go straight because they're they're wall-eyed because they're so fat that their head is expanded and the the forehead is taken on a a, a Fetterman esque kind of a, a globular thing because it's just fat. You realize like okay, some people just have a problem. They actually need the help, and you can't feel bad for them because they do it to themselves knowingly. But here's the thing too: is that nobody ever gave a crap about fat people being fat before they started pushing it down I everybody's did. throat as in fat. Well, you know what I mean, like. For the most part, you just were like kind of try to be nice as far as like, yeah. okay, you're you're obese, whatever. That's you your choice. Problem, and now you know. it's you have to worship people for being obese. And that's the problem that everybody has because that's Lizzo's entire brand, mm-hmm. right? Lizzo's entire brand is I'm not only massively obese, but you have to tell me I'm beautiful because of it. And that's where people just draw a line. It's ridiculous. So what? like, it's hard to feel bad for these people that have made, who have pushed on their entire audience, hey, Heart congenital heart failure is wonderful and great. And, mm-hmm. and if you don't accept this and tell me I'm beautiful because of it, then you're a bigot. You're terrible. Like they're attacking people that never even came after them. They they're think people they're who are just willing to look the other way and be like, look, I can, well, look the other way is hard with Lizzo because you got to turn all the way around. But you know what I mean? They were able to look the other way and just be like, okay, whatever. I don't care. She's in your peripheral visions on both sides. <laughs> even when you turn well, all the way around, it's well, really it reminds difficult. me. Of, uh, of oh. one of my favorite actors, uh, Brendan Fraser. I love his Brendan new movie, Fraser. Yeah. Uh, the Whale, uh, which is uh, it's coming out, and it's is about that a, a fat suit or did he? It is a up? it is a fat suit. Okay, yeah. I was like, man, he used to be hot. Because the left has a problem with this too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have a problem. And with this I heard too. this is a great movie. Uh, it was a Broadway play. It was written for a Broadway play, and they translated it into a movie. And and from what I've read and watched reviews on, it's like amazing. Brendan Fraser's uh, really has taken his acting even further deeper than you thought he could. And it's Wait, a, further a, than George of the jungle. <laughs> I think Brendan Fraser that is always a hard a bar to pass. Though. I do. I like, I, I've always thought he was a talented actor. Him. Have you Me watched too. it? Did you ever watch him on bedazzled? That guy had played, yes. I think seven different characters. It was seven everything. and he was great in bedazzled. That was yeah. a great movie. My favorite scene was with the uh, sunset. Yes. <laughs> I also kind of liked him as the Colombian drug lord. That part oh, was that was good. good. I can speak yeah. Spanish. <laughs> I I was so excited to see Brendan Fraser return. I've been a huge fan of his ever since I was a kid. Like 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 Tom said, George of the Jungle was one of my favorites when I was like six years old. And see no man. Yeah, and Cino Man, Dudley Do Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Even the even the Looney Tunes movie was great. Like it, it, he's Lord just, of the Rings was in that. <laughs> Lord of the Rings was in that. And uh, 
wasn't uh Lord of the Rings is a Sean Austin. Sean Austin was in Oh uh, in, Sean uh, Aston? Aston, yes. Sean Aston. So Samwise Gamgee from the Lord of the Rings. Sean Aston, yeah. Lord of the uh, Rings was in that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know the guy. The guy that played the you know, not him, but the other one. He played you know, the Gandalf, Lord. Gandalf you know, the there. ring. The, the, he was the ring other people, you know, not the tall guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he was an orc. He they came they, he came out. He was around. an orc. So is this this whale movie is about him being fat or what? Well, yeah, it's him uh, trying to uh, rekindle his relationship with his daughter because mm-hmm. of his uh, obesity and the way he's let himself go, and it follows his uh, this uh, this journey that he's on in order to try to repair those relationships uh, with you know his his family and his friends and things like that. And it's really good. Uh, from what I've heard, it's a really good movie. So, and the I'm fatties to... have a problem with it because losing weight is racist. They, no, he, they, they have got a problem with him. it because he's not fat. Right. Oh, he took, he took the job away from a real six hundred pound person. I would assume well, that this Ralphie movie is May about a weight loss it. journey. So they he has to like, were they going to make a fat person actually lose weight? I don't know if he it? actually loses. That weight would in also movie, be big. Like, yeah. The point the point they were trying to make is they said it's uh, fat. Uh, appropriation or some bullshit. It's always appropriation, right? Well, so the point is with acting now, you're not allowed to act. You have to be mm-hmm. the person. You actually have to be a blue alien to play Unless in a movie set it's in a- Hamilton. Exactly, right? <laughs> right? Then it's totally fine. But you actually have to be a blue alien. You, if you're, if you're, um, this was the dumbest one. But you guys remember Scarlett Johansson was going to play a woman who transitioned mm-hmm. to a man, and she couldn't but possibly play a enough. woman. She couldn't possibly play a woman who dresses like a man. Because she is a woman who would have then been dressed like a man in yeah. the movie. She couldn't do that because she wasn't actually mentally ill. So she couldn't do that. Brendan Fraser couldn't do this because he's not actually 600 pounds. Uh, also probably so, mentally ill. Zoe Saldana you, can't be blue make because you she's mad? not actually blue. Glenn Close, the lady, performed as one of the best uh, presidents I think we've seen like in a movie. She right. played a president and did it better than a lot what of men have ever... I don't know. That's why I wouldn't. She also her. played but a male the, pirate in Hook. That's it. Yeah. And she and Glenn oh. Close was the male pirate in Hook. So I she's, would, when I she's done it over and over and over again. And now, you know, we're not allowed to do that. When I found out that was Glenn Close, my mind was blown. I love Hook. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And the guy that gets put in the boo box is Glenn Close. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I don't know. That was that was that's some of the greatest acting of all time, right there. Gotta Just while we're on the the hook and Peter Pan thing, I thought it would be fun for people to learn too. If you didn't know, it's one of the like the things of the stage is that the dad in Peter Pan also plays Hook, the Captain Hook. So like the the bad guy for the kids in the beginning of the play is the same actor on the yeah. stage who then is also the person who <clears throat> plays Captain Hook, and Shmee in the movie the it's the same. Shmi plays the pilot too, right? A uh, Bob Hoskins, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, and speaking of movies... All right, I roll just, hook. Let's just watch that for the rest of the night. Watch, uh, movie night. <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all we, time. Sh- we should do that. On that. We should just like have one where we don't even do... A, a, we don't talk. We just watch a movie on the side. Like right a here. Mystery 3000? Bingo. I like it, yeah. It's hard for me not to talk during a movie. <laughs> well, yeah, we'd have to be. We would just be talking over it. Yeah. yeah. Not me. I have to ask questions. I'm a woman. I don't know what's going on. Oh, who is that? What's the, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, you I don't know. The same I just started watching with they're, you. They're going <laughs> to explain it. They're going to explain it. They're going to explain it. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch Memento with your husband. He, you will. He'll probably blow his brains out. <laughs> have you ever seen Memento? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dark okay. CEO. Yes. Like Robin Williams hook that hook. Yes. Yeah. Great so, movie. Yeah, speaking of, uh, of movies, what's your guys' all-time favorite Christmas movie since we are just 
an hour away from Christmas. So I, 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 yeah, well, I almost wore the, this shirt tonight. Which says, I have a machine gun. Ho, oh, ho, ho. I have a machine gun. Ho, we just ho, came from a ho. Christmas party, um, my family <clears throat> Christmas party, and Mr. Zed was wearing a T-shirt that said yippee Kaye." But I tell you, I tell you guys what, though, <laughs> I have learned from Trump over the years. And the one thing that we should all learn from Trump, because the left seems to have learned this more than we have, is the oversell. The left will push something so insanely absurd that you will take the halfway measure and you'll keep doing it forever and ever. That's how the left has worked for 100 years. But you, yet... Trump writes the out of the deal, writes into the art of the deal. Nobody takes it. So here's my here's my pitch. Lethal Weapon is also a Christmas movie, and we Ooh. can't get people to accept Die Hard as a Christmas movie. So we should just start pushing Lethal Weapon, and then eventually they'll be like, well, okay, I guess Die Hard is, but maybe not Lethal Weapon, right? So like Lethal Weapon might be my favorite Christmas movie, and that way we can get Die Hard accepted and play it on on the the Christmas movie channel. Gremlins. I Gremlins like the way you're Christmas thinking, here, PJ. Gremlins is another great Christmas movie. I also Thanks. watched Santa Jaws this week. So, not a joke. I actually watched that. Jumanji 2. <laughs> Jumanji, Jumanji 2? I haven't seen yeah. Jumanji 2. Near of I. It, it's a it, Christmas yeah. movie? It's a Christmas movie. Oh, that's a great one. Chevy Chase National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's, that's like the a quintessential Christmas movie that you think of as like, oh, but I think of Home as Alone the, is one of my favorites. It's I not watched, one of my favorite, but it is the... Home Alone or Home Alone 2? <clears throat> I prefer the first... I think but, the first Home Alone, but they're both good. I would say Christmas Vacation is a yearly watch for me. I have to watch that every Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Just the that intro. They're singing in the car. What's, yeah. the, what, what's the, the Christmas story? <laughs> is that the one with the leg lamp? Yeah. That one I watch every year as well. I watched that well, two Home days Alone ago. also has a leg lamp. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> At one point. I'm pretty Does sure. It? Yeah. It's, in, it's like a shadow that's in the, well, whatever. He uses a leg lamp. It's like, oh, a, uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, Abby, what's your favorite Christmas movie? I re- I really like Die Hard. Mm. I really like The Holiday for rom coms. And uh, Wonderful Life, White Christmas for that the is, for the old yeah. classics. Yeah, it's a Wonderful what? Life is great. Do you like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? That's my sister's favorite. Mm. I'm not a big yeah, fan, that but one's good. That one's I good. Put- it's been a long time since I've seen that. I put the Grinch up here. There's a couple of iterations of the Grinch. Is there one that you guys like over that's, the other? That's what I want to know. What's everybody's favorite Grinch? They're they're so different. It, I like the cartoon version from like the 70s, whatever that one is. If okay, if it's a Christmas morning movie, it has to be the cartoon from the 70s. If it's a Chris a Christmas Eve evening and we want to all laugh, it's gotta be the Jim Carrey one. Okay. I don't I don't hate the Jim Carrey one, but I think I, the cartoon one is so much better. And yeah. I, like the Jim Carrey one's just really passable for me. Jim I'll watch Carrey it if it's on. It, have you seen the I one love that Jim came Carrey, out but back in like it's okay? Have you watched the one that came out in 2018? Is it's the uh, with Aunt, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch? Right, that one's actually pretty good. I haven't watched I it, but that. I my kids like it. Yeah, that one's actually pretty good. My oldest daughter likes that one. Yeah, you know they, what's a good uh, Christmas movie that's kind of newer is Office Christmas Party, if you like a comedy. Not for the kids, though. For the adults, it's hilarious. My brother Office, likes it. I haven't seen it yet. It's yeah. so good. You need to watch that. Harry Potter is a considered a Christmas movie in my household. We watch it every year. We watch every the single first one. Harry, Harry Potter? All of them. We watch all of them. Oh. It's a tradition in our household uh, for the longest time. But, do, yeah, you play, do you play... Uh, Foosball. I keep wanting to say foosball. Do you foosball. play lacrosse? Do you play lacrosse in your backyard with brooms? Oh, we're not that okay. crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not mad at JK Rowling for creating women's spaces. <laughs> 
I've seen all the Harry Potter movies. I never got that into them. They're not they're not bad. I just I, like for me, it's the Harry Potter fan base that drives me nuts. So I will just forever rail on how much I hate Harry Potter just to piss them off. But I don't actually hate them that much. They're not bad. What about the Polar Express? I hate that movie. Does anybody else hate it? Or is it just me? It, I don't Your like eyes it. creep me out. The Uncanny Valley is tough. If you kind of make a conscious decision to get past that, I really like the music and the, the feel of it. <laughs> I loved the book before the movie ever came out, so I always loved the bones of the story. What's the uncanny I don't valley? like the symbolism of it, which is that Tom Hanks was on a train with a bunch of kids. Mm. Oh. oh, man. Now I can never Wait, watch it again. The unca- um, uncanny valley is that, uh, is that spot in the brain that is the like the re- you recognize human faces versus anything that is not human. So when you see something like a robot that's been given a human face, you know it was not a real human. You know it's just emulating. Because every time I hear Uncanny Valley, I just think of the video game that I've never played. But I, I know it's a video game, and that's the only like reference I have to it. So is that part of Polar Express you're talking about? Well, well when you yeah. watch Polar Express, you see their faces, and you're like, yeah. oh, that's not a real. Like They look too close oh. to trying to be real humans, but they're not. It's like where CGI, like cartoon animation CGI was like just not quite there because they have dead eyes. So it that's feels it. like watching mannequins in a play for two hours and I can't watch it. So I have no well, idea if I even like the story I, of Polar Express. I watched it once and it creeped me out. I that might be like a, that might that be a vestigial yeah. kind of like a response to seeing those things though, just to, to, to finish the thought on uh, Uncanny Valley because there has to be a, some kind of a reason evolutionarily or otherwise that we would have a part of the brain that triggers an alert response when we mm. see something that isn't quite human. Like what right. in the past tried to be human what wasn't that we had to be aware of yeah what do you guys think of bill murray's scrooged because I like yeah i watched it again the other day because i didn't see it since i was a kid and i really like it but i enjoyed a lot it. of a lot of people are telling me that if you watch it now it's not good anymore and i thought it was i thought it was great still i think the same way like the polar express creeps you out those coca-cola <coughs> christmas bears when i was a kid always creep me out really because really? really? they're too he- they're they move and like it just they really creeped me out i hate those bears i always feel like it to me it's like a nostalgic throwback when i see them i'm like it reminds me of my childhood so i don't i don't feel the same way hey we have a big super chat over on rumble we need to say a big old thank you to salty ken salty ken sent a bomb saying get hammered not like paul pelosi (laughs) salty ken thank you salty ken thank you salty ken thank you so much appreciate you you know you. what was what was good this year is Lindsay Lohan's comeback movie, Falling for Christmas. It was so good. It, you watched it? it? Yeah, on like, Abby's recommendation, my wife and I watched oh. it. It was so good. It, right. was, it was like That's every cool. Hallmark movie ever. It was a Hallmark just, movie, and you could predict it the entire way through, and it was great, and I loved it. It was perfect, yep. And it I didn't have it. some trans-binary <laughs> message in it. So is actually, it on Hallmark? It did kind of have like a gayness at the end, but it was mocking it, which I liked. Yeah. <laughs> so is Netflix. it on Hallmark, uh, Abby? Netflix. It's on Netflix. Netflix. Oh, maybe me and my wife will take that in tomorrow. There's a, very, there's a very effeminate male, and then eventually he's like, he he does the wrist turn, and you're like, yeah, we knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's one of those, really, oh, go ahead. You know, Hallmark movies, they do all the tropes, but they take themselves seriously. And this mm-hmm. one did all the tropes, but it did it to mock them all. And it just it was just delightful 
All right, Mr. Zed, you hear that? We're watching a Lindsay Lohan Abby, movie tomorrow. How, how fun was that when it was like it was showing you the montage of all the things they did that day? But it was like things you could not possibly have all done in one day. <laughs> it was great. Don't spoil it don't, for me. That isn't, that isn't, I, didn't, I didn't give you all the examples. There's a I'm just giving you another reason to watch. Guys. Can I share uh, something with you guys really quick? No. Before we move on because the Hallmark movie thing is hilarious. I brought this up to Abby the other day and she's never seen it. There's a guy on TikTok that does like, this is what all Hallmark movies are like. And he's made his channel out of this over like years. And it's like every single one he does is, uh, this is what Hallmark movies are like. I just got to show this. Let me know if you can hear it. If I have to change something. First day of fall, you know what that means? Oh no. So this that? woman is a private equity agent in the big city. Okay. And her boss asked her to visit a cider mill upstate so her company can buy and flip it. Work travel. She's always been a city girl and does not want to spend the weekend around mud and dirt. I hope she brings the proper footwear, but then she arrives and sees the owner chopping wood. Uh oh. He's six foot four and wears perfectly fitting jeans and works in the orchard all day, so his forearms are bulging. And she slips in the mud, so they have to go inside to get her cleaned up, and they have immediate chemistry. Thank you, bad footwear. And her rental car is also stuck in the mud, so he offers for her to stay in the guest suite for the night. Thank you, two wheel drive. And they stay up all night drinking cider and laughing. Yes! And they fall in love. There's no way anything can go wrong. And while they're chatting, he reveals that it was always his mom's dream to run a cider mill, but she died before it could happen, so he keeps her dream alive by running it himself. Oh my god. And just before bed, her boss calls her and threatens to fire her if she doesn't complete the transaction. She can't. So the next morning, she comes down to breakfast, and he's made a huge homemade spread. Of course. She pulls out a binder and tells him what she's really there to do. No! He's devastated, thinks that he failed his mom while she opens the binder. But inside the binder, there's no contract, and instead, it's a copy of the town's zoning laws. What? It turns out she stayed up all night researching and found a tiny loophole that prevents her firm from taking the farm. Yes! Her boss is furious and threatens to fire her, but instead she quit so they can run the farm together. <laughs> and they fall in love again. Twice? <laughs> you Twice. You I was gonna ask. <laughs> Will you be mine? First day of fall, you know what? I love they fall it. in love again? Twice! <laughs> It's called Mill You Be Mine. It's honestly not that far off from falling in love in Christmas or whatever it's called. So you should just watch the I've watched one that was kind of similar to what he described. (laughs) His whole channel is just like coming up with these crazy like Hallmark movies and pitching them. It's hilarious. Is that the same dude who does like the, he is like, Faked, fake does a rip of coke and it's like okay give me this like, the no no no, no. Guy. that guy that, that guy is funny the guy that does all the Tarantino movie stuff right. and the Guy Ritchie movie stuff that's a different guy but he's funny too they look very similar <laughs> they do well, they I, actually do just, look similar. honestly just thought he grew a mustache no it's a different guy but <laughs> somebody somebody brought up Ernest Christmas earlier yeah. Oh, that's my Ernest ha- does Christmas. That's my Ernest son's Christmas. favorite Christmas movie. Is Ernest what I mean, Christmas? Christmas. No, what I mean. Yeah, you guys I like, like those the Halloween movies? one? The one yeah. he did um, saved it from the whatever those things were. <laughs> I don't think I've seen a single Ernest movie. Oh, How? you're so missing out. Ernest was such the he was such a, like a great wholesome character to look up look look at as a kid. Not up yeah. to, but like you could watch and giggle and be like, Haha, "What an idiot!" And it wasn't like a bad <laughs> example to be setting. It was just a goofy dude. Yeah, I love those movies as a kid, and so I found it funny that my son found them, and he's like, it's one of his favorite DVD collections is the Ernest movies. He watches all of them. Chip off the old block. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he looks like a clone of me, so it's kind of funny. Ernest but, looks like a clone of you. No, my son. son. <laughs> I look like a clone of Ernest, and my son looks like a clone of me. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think I'm, I might be mistaken, but I think the guy who played Ernest was also the voice of the dog on Toy Story. He was. Oh, Slink. I didn't know that. Slink, yep. He's the voice of Slink. Hey, hey, Woody. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Ernest. Yep. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Now I'll hear it and picture his face. I'm full now. of uh, shitty mo- movie trivia you did not need to know facts. <laughs> so I can tell you anything else you want. <laughs> Stuff you didn't care. 
did does do any of you guys watch or like the movie Elf? That's with um, wow. Will Ferrell. Yeah, I'm gonna be the James Con. I've seen it, but it's not like my favorite or anything. I actively hate this movie, and I don't care if everybody hates me for it. I've always hated that movie. Yeah, it's I'll, just a, it's a who's who of pedophilia in a Christmas. Thank movie. you. And it's not good. I don't get. I really don't get the obsession over it. It's maybe it's like when I saw it the first time, I was like, "Well, that wasn't good." And then everybody became obsessed, and it made me hate it more because I was mm-hmm. like, "Why?" Like of all of the Christmas movies, this is the one that everybody tells me is like the quintessential Christmas movie. And at most, it's like a C minus. Yeah, yeah. It mocks it mocks all the stereo like the the fun parts of Christmas into being like, I guess, too candied up and too silly and stupid. Like the first it's, well, the movie four is food the groups. Like it's just dumb. It's Will Ferrell's worst movie, and that's saying a lot because he's been in some real stinkers. Wait, no, what the Stranger Than Fiction was pretty bad. It, Superstar was horrible. True. What? It My me... sister loves Superstar. I didn't yeah, think Superstar Stranger Than great, Fiction was bad so... though. You talking about the one where he's like written into a book, Harold Crick or whatever? Harold Crick wakes up at exactly the same time every day and brushes I didn't his think teeth two hundred and forty times. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, oh, I don't know. It makes it me hate funny, a movie more it, when it's overrated. You know what, PJ? Yes. I actually didn't mind it, and I only remembered it because I watched it a few times, and that's just another one I can remember the title of. So, yeah. just picking a hard, hot take to go with. So, yeah, no. Didn't pan out. <laughs> you're right. Fine. I, I love that movie. Okay. Get off it my It is back. a good movie. That's all I'm saying. No, Katie, you're right. When a movie's bad and it's overrated, it mm-hmm. makes it like the worst movie ever. It is. Like, whereas normally I would just like be like, eh, elf, whatever. That was the worst movie ever. No, the, no, other, the guys, other guys was funny because no, of Ma- was Mark not. Wahlberg was hilarious. No, the other guys, peacock, you got to let me fly. The other guys <laughs> is Will Ferrell's greatest movie. No, I will hold that, hard. Oh, and he's not even funny line. in it. Yeah, no, like the movie was the, was the it's best, best movie, movie he's in. Oh, that's true. Oh, no, wait. Oh, never mind. I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas. A, it's a Disney movie. No, it's weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas, in my opinion, is a great one to watch before the Christmas season is really started. Like you watch it around Halloween, November. Yeah, yeah November movie. November I, movie. I, I found it really charming. I actually don't mind a Nightmare Before Christmas. What I hate about it is, um, why can't I think of his name? The guy that everybody claims gives credit to that movie. Hmm? I can't think of his name. Johnny Depp. No, the director supposedly uh, Nightmare Tim, Before Christmas. But it's Tim not Burton, Burton didn't make it. And that's the only really? thing that I hate about this is another guy made it. The guy, the same guy who made Monkey Bone made uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas. And then Tim Burton bought it from him. And then they call it Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas. He had nothing to do with it. And I hate Tim Burton for it. Even, I, don't, I don't have any problem with A Nightmare Before Christmas. I just hate Tim Burton because of that. Wow. I think okay. he's a, a douchebag. Hating people on Christmas. Okay. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Call cool. me Scrooged. Yeah. Yeah, he just really speaking of Scrooge. I I do community theater. Katie, and, Katie, Katie, Katie. What are we doing? I'm scratching my back. <laughs> my back scratcher. It's very cold here, and my skin gets back dry. scratcher. <laughs> you all wish you had this right now. I mean, like you, you like turned your camera off to close the window, but like you yeah. just leave the camera on and be like. <laughs> aggressively tearing your back apart. <laughs> it felt so good. So Abby was going to plug her play where she played yeah. Scrooge's wife or something. Go ahead, Abby. Sorry, Abby. Oh, yeah. Abby, got to go sell her play. Very huh? distracting. I, I'm with a community theater troupe, and we did uh, an immersive version of A Christmas Carol, so people could come and join in the Fezziwig Ball dance, and then the scenes were interspersed, and 
it it just made me fall in love with a Christmas Carol all over again. I don't think I have a movie adaptation that I really love of the story. Maybe that, I just haven't seen enough of them. That is a good question, though. Like, what's the best movie adaptation of a Christmas Carol? Because there's like three that come to mind that I think are really good. I kind of like. Frankly, the nope. Muppet Christmas yeah, Carol Muppet. is the best one because it's just straight from the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was about to say the Muppets. Yeah. I, I think the Muppets is the best, but I actually think the Jim Carrey one was good. <clears throat> and then I'll oh, just throw in that, Scrooge because it's like was, funny. Was that the one that he was like a cartoon mm. CGI? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. It came out in like 2009, 2010, I something like that. that and it was it wasn't bad. It was it was pretty good. But I think that I think if I had to pick two, the Muppets is number one, and then Scrooge, just because it's so different, I, I like that one. Yeah. The George C. Scott. Yeah, what do you guys think of the Nutcracker? Which one? The five-hour Russian version? I, I, I had this conversation <laughs> with my sister last week, and I was like, you know, the Nutcracker is like one of those quintessential things you think about every time Christmas comes around. And I asked her, have you ever seen any version of the Nutcracker ever? Really? She's like, no, I haven't. I'm like, me neither. I have no idea what it's about. It's a I really weird storyline, huh? Like, I just know it's a Christmas-ish thing, but I don't know what it is. It's babes it's, in Toyland kind of weird stuff those, happening. It's one of those um, productions where you should drop acid before you go. Oh, aren't <laughs> they all, though? I mean, most productions. Oh, uh, The Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. He's also the actor that played Patton. Yeah. He's the guy okay. that plays Scrooge with the big mutton chops. Mm-hmm. If you remember that, that 1984. Bad. That's that one the bad. one I remember watching in school when they yeah. were like when oh, you were still allowed to watch cool. Christmas movies yeah. in Christmas time. Did you guys know there was a Flintstones Christmas Carol? Because this is my first time hearing this. No, but I uh, not Christmas it. Carol, but I've watched the Flintstones Christmas every year when I was a kid. A the Nutcracker. One. In order to understand it, you have to just recognize that they're trying to look for excuses to do ballet. Yeah. So the whole it, the whole story is a dream, and it's built around a few events that happen that produce her dream Mm -hmm. but most of the point of it is just to have as many different types of ballet from as many you know different cultural flavors around the world as possible uh put into her dream and it's really beautiful if you see like a talented troupe do it 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 is incredible quick quick shout out to the hairy chested libertarian on twitter he wrote a book called drosselmeyer which apparently is like a harry potter version of the Nutcracker, and he sent me a copy of it because um, I had him on my show earlier this year, and it was actually really good. And I just like I read it, and I was like, I like this story. It's kind of Harry Potter with a Nutcracker theme, but I didn't know what the Nutcracker really was, so like I didn't get the the references to the Nutcracker. But I thought the book was good. So PJ doesn't know what the Sugar Plum Fairies are. They <sighs> dance in your head. I know that they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Abby's right about it being a beautiful the the choreography like you have to go see it live you know yeah. <laughs> the choreography I, is just beautiful. Don't vax me might have a point, but I would argue I would also argue that the old men in ballet are probably not going to be interested in girls. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Frank, you I just see, made the same noise. <laughs> unless you see we need uh, that you, on a drop. You know it's a great movie talking about movies. Do you ever see um Black Swan? Mm-hmm. No. That's no, that's a, it's a good one. It's a thriller, but like that's uh that's kind of yeah. I've heard that I should watch that, but just because of one in one scene in particular. Well, <laughs> I I don't watch any trans, let alone yeah. I, I would be okay with the regular Siberian <laughs> Orchestra. I don't know why they have to add trans into it. I feel like it would be better if it was just dudes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, dudes. There was a story that uh, me and Abby came across uh, recently talking about 
is it okay for adults to continue to play with toys from their past and having toy manufacturers target these uh, millennials who used to like Teddy Rupskin and and the big wheel uh, toys and continue to have them? I, I yeah, you know, me and Abby had two different takes. I'm sure you guys are going to have a few different. I want I want to hear your take first, Frank, because I'm oh curious. Okay, what? Well, let's set this up real quick. Yeah, adults. Ahead. Adults are buying toys for themselves, and it's the biggest source of growth for the industry. Kidults, who tend to spend more on oh, toys, gosh. have a great fondness for cartoons, superheroes, and collectibles that remind them of their childhood. Is this a new like group we're going to have to be uh, you know, aware of and tiptoe yeah, around wow. kidults? We don't know anyone like that, so we shouldn't be worried about that at all. Uh, it says one quarter of all toy sales annually, $9 billion worth, are going to this group. And Marvel type, like superhero type things, and Legos were listed as as a couple <coughs> of the main, main things. So go for it. I'm yeah. so happy I took all that stuff down out of there because it was like full. It was full, and it's all right there. So I'm still staring at my guilt. All right, go ahead, Frank. Make I, Tom feel bad before Christmas. I, <laughs> well, I I don't know. Just the simple fact of going out and buying these toys and having them, and it did elaborate to say these that these kidults are playing with these toys. But I just find it real weird. I mean, if you if you collect them, that's that's something. That's a hobby, right? If you're collecting something, not taking it out of the package and and displaying it for people. But if you're sitting there taking it, these toys out and you're playing with them, and and you're just it, it just feels like you don't want to grow up. And I know we live in a culture today where you don't want to grow up. The world sucks, mm-hmm. uh, and you're like, I just want to remember when things were good, and I want to play with these toys that make me feel good. And, you know, Do you remember. For, for me, it, it's it's just a problem for me because I think about it. I'm like, if I were just playing with toys at home and not being active in my kids' lives and my in my right. in my marriage and the other things I do, I I don't think those things would hold together very well. I think they, you hit on it there, Frank. Though, and and this is the point I'm always making to people is like, yeah, sure. There's like one. There's I think there's actually a difference between people who are like, yeah, you know, I have some things that remind me of my childhood or some Legos or things like that. And then there's like I've met the people who are like legitimately want to be children for the rest of their lives, and it's destructive. It's, I think it's bad for society. I think it's bad for them. But what I've always said is there's actually a wonderful medium between this where you can relive your childhood in all of the best and healthy ways. And that's having kids. Mm -hmm. So if I like with my kids, I get to, you know, show them the movies I like as a kid. I I get to show them hook. I get to play certain video games with them. I get to do all that stuff. And I feel like that is the healthy thing that our society has lost is, you know, going to Lego world world is cool as an adult with your five and six year old and not like by yourself and you know, your forties is a little different. And I feel like if we treated adulthood like that, where we actually showed people like, Hey, actually the best way to relive your childhood is by sharing it with your kids because we have a real problem with people getting to, you know, 40, 50 years old and never even attempting to have uh, a family, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking like there's certain individual cases and things like that, but I'm saying like, there are people who just, their their perfect idea of life is I don't want to get married and or have kids mm-hmm. until I've already lived my own separate life and I think mm-hmm. that's destructive for themselves and for society. So, yeah, I, I I look at the old men that have the little train, the model train set that goes around the tree mm-hmm. at Christmas time. Yeah, tying it back to Christmas, the people that have the little model train or the people that have like a model thing or a model kit as an adult, I don't think is weird. And if thirty years ago a, a model tank 
was being built and painted by an old man, I would think that's just like a hobby of his. Right. I wouldn't, and I don't think it's odd if I would have like on my wish list a uh, Batmobile Lego collector thing that will sit on a little stable thing and just sit right there on the shelf like it did all the last <laughs> two years. If it's not something I'm going to go and make, you know, like I'm not going to hold it and play with it like Frank was describing. Right, I'm but not you're, go make you're, a product, you're a productive member of society. And I think well, the people that me and Frank are talking about are because we've all probably I'm not all defending met it. I'm, all, I'm just saying there's a nuance between thinking of the right. people that Frank was describing as like kids that are 40. They're playing with toys on the floor of their room versus a man that who has like a collectible. Who, well, that's, that's like the distinction is, I was making too, is I think there's actually a difference between like a healthy level of like nostalgia and then people that we've probably all met who are like adult children forever. You know what I, I mean? I don't see a difference between grown men and women playing video games as a form of escapism, or if they want to play with their hot wheels cars and build a big track with a loop to loop, it's just a form of escapism to a hobby or something like that. That's fine. But if you like, remember that trans man or woman, I guess that was that wanted to dress like a baby, like a three-year-old girl. Yes. And thought like, that's a problem. A 50-year-old bald dude. That's a problem, but yeah. playing video games or, you know, the hot wheels track or putting together an intricate Lego set or something like that. Or the, like you said, with the trains, my dad is had a, had a whole model town train yeah. set. And uh, some of those that, pieces you can't find anymore. So it's like, if you have the hospital, you're, you're rich on his right. day off. He would go to the, it was in the garage and he would go to the garage and he'd paint little trees and you know, it was his hobby. Yeah, well, and I've said this before, like I, I am admittedly a Marvel fan and I've, Honestly, since Endgame, it's been completely lost to me because Disney went woke like I expected they would. But I feel like there's a difference between going and seeing a two-hour movie and mm -hmm. reliving your childhood a little bit and doing certain things. Whereas, like, there's the the trend that Frank is talking about in this article, the kid alts thing. There are legitimately people who want to be 12 forever, yeah, and they have right. they do not want to be responsible. They do not want to grow up. And I think that that's there's a huge difference between that and like certain levels of nostalgia, playing video games, watching mm -hmm. movies, having a Lego set or a train or whatever between that and like actual, like just grown babies. Yeah. But they won't move on. It's not like, that they're right. going to relive it on a, on a, for an hour on a weekend right. of a year to have a little bit of a, Oh, it's a rainy day. Kind of a fun thing. It's not mm -hmm. that it's, this is what they do every week. They go to the events and they go to the cons and mm -hmm. they don't have kids. Me and, girlfriend. Me and my wife and will do like, Nerf wars in the house once in a while. That doesn't right. mean we're children Mr. forever. Ted and I too. <laughs> Just yeah, it reminds me. That hour. It yeah. reminds me of some of those uh, things I see sometimes. It's from like uh, you know uh, Reddit um, uh, bad takes or Reddit um, stuff like that. Where you know I remember reading this one article where dudes like uh, you know uh, my wife's boyfriend got me this video game and I'm cool now and he all wanted to play this video game. Why did you know? It's just that same type of I, <clears throat> I think level of where a lot of a lot of men fall into this area of wanting to just be in escapism all yeah. the time right. um you know for me i you know i love playing video games i think bandard mayor said something my favorite game to play if it's just downtime for me i don't have very much of it is skyrim I yeah that's a great skyrim. one i love skyrim i love skyrim It's one yeah. of my favorite games i love to play uh, that's in that for that, hours that, that yeah, in gta that in gta mm -hmm. 5 because i like to go and 
you know, nope. mow people down with my car. <laughs> but anyway, completely <laughs> honest you mean, you mean on my uh, shelf. Observe right? all posted so, speed. So what you're saying is you like to drive like a Mexican in real life and in. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. He's consistent. <laughs> so I, I have a little bit of a, a slightly different opinion. I do agree with you. I think there's two things going on here when you look at a statistic like this that mm-hmm. says, you know, toy companies are selling X amount of money to adults. Right. There's there's an immediate assumption, and I saw all over Twitter a lot of conservative commentators, you know, immediately making an assumption about what that statistic means. And I think that you're you're absolutely right that there are people, there are a lot of people who are not having children, but they're still having that instinct to go over their childhood. And that instinct should be to share it with their children, but they don't have children. So they're just going over their childhood by themselves. That's sad. So that's, that's deeply unhealthy in the sense that they should be doing it with children, but there's nothing wrong with the passing over your childhood thing. Like that's, that's a natural thing. So I think it's just the emptiness of, of the action yeah there there's that a, makes it feel so much sadder a, yeah there's definitely a, a deeper well, it, root cause that causes all of this and we see it in the rot in society we see it in <clears> rot in culture and unfortunately is it's geared toward you know destroying nuclear fam- families and destroying masculinity and and femininity and and things like that to you get to the point where you don't want to have kids you don't want to get married you don't want to have family you want to live in a pod eat the bugs and play with your hot wheels well, unfortunately, we've taken everything that's great about marriage and we've boiled it down to a few simple things. And then we've decided, hey, we can just have those things minus marriage. And then people end up being alone and miserable for the rest of their lives because they were like, oh, all I really wanted out of marriage was sex and to play with toys and to do like all these other things that you could marriage actually have a meaningful than, than sex. Right. <laughs> right. But people don't think that yeah. because they're told, you know, by society that, well, you know, marriage is cool, but you only, you know, you could have sex with anybody you want if you got Tinder and you could have toys and you could have all these things as an adult that you would normally have more fulfillment and meaning with within a marriage and a family. And people have just bought into this like, well, what do I need all of the cumbersome parts of marriage for, you know, like the commitment and all of the sacrifice, which they don't realize brings fulfillment and joy on a real deeper level because they've decided to buy into all the shallow parts of what they think a marriage and family is. So I think that it's just sex and toys, you know, and instead of having a deep, meaningful relationship with your wife and kids, they've just sacrificed all that. And then, and they're, they're the exact people who are going to live in the pods and eat the bugs, unfortunately. All of that is absolutely true. And at the same time, I think something's happening in the statistic that we're not seeing is that there's a shift in the market. So Lego, for example, is a toy company. But if you go to their website, it's pretty clear what section is for kids and what section is for adults. The uh, the Capitol buildings are for insurrectionists, by the way. <laughs> the, way the, way cooler, the way cooler ones are for adults. That's what we're saying. Right? They have very intricate sets right. that are not, they're not toys of like, I'm going to go be a kid and escape. Do you they're, guys ever watch that puzzles. Lego? Do you ever watch that Lego show? With, Lego uh, show or movie? No, the show. Well, the movie's good too. My kids love it. Uh, oh yeah, it's like a competition, right? But it's also Will Arnett. He's in Master both of them. Builder. In Master Builder. Thank you. Okay. I watch it with my family. That one's yeah. actually pretty freaking cool. If really you guys good. like game shows, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, Lego has figured out how to expand into doing much more than just toys for kids. I have, I have uh, the International Space Station. That's not a kid's toy. That's just a right. Isn't that cool? To build. Yeah. yeah, it is. I have cool. a 9-11 Lego set in my son's room. It's in a it's in a box of a bunch of just like 
They're not put okay, together at all. Is there, a, is there an unburned passport in there? <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> and there's a, there's a World, World Trade Center 7 building that you yeah. can just like pull and pull yeah. it. Pull it. Yeah, there's only there's only two planes, and then there's a third building, and you just knock it over by itself <laughs> for some it reason. It's really head. weird. <laughs> I want to know how NORAD can track Santa Claus. Santa Claus around the world, but couldn't see two planes coming because they were too busy remember this they were too busy doing a simulation of what would happen if two buildings two two planes at the world trade centers that and and not only that remember uh, just a couple days before that we found out that the pentagon misplaced like two trillion dollars too so but that was just conveniently wiped away when that specific area of the pentagon was hit by a cruise missile i mean airplane so tom what do we have here yeah, Abby, thank you for bringing this up. It's important to note because it's 1140. It's almost Christmas. We should be talking about what we might be hoping for from Santa. This is uh, from HuffPost so that you know it's trustworthy and completely on the up and up. The U.S. military, this is not fake news whatsoever. The U.S. military, this is from HuffPost. It's trustworthy. The U.S. military agency known for tracking Santa Claus as he delivers presents on Christmas Eve doesn't expect COVID-19 nor the bomb cyclone hitting North America to affect St. Nick's global travels. It says NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command, which I don't know why that's N-O-R-A-D when North American. It must be North, like NOR, and then A-D is, I don't know. It's not an acronym is what I'm saying. (laughs) NORAD is responsible for monitoring and defending the skies above North America. But in Colorado Springs, Colorado-based agency, NORAD, also runs the NORAD Track Santa service, which if I click that, we're going to see where Santa is, but we don't want to give him away. We'll just say that uh, he's on his way to you and me soon. Oh, there he is. That's a real picture, by the way, guys. No, this <laughs> In is, real time. <laughs> this real is an time. artist's rendition based on data that we've taken from space. Is Santa a fed? Yes, I can. No, he's an alien. He's a <laughs> he's a alien. He's a alien. Santa is a alien. Oh, 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 there's more. Lieutenant General David Nahum, a NORAD official based in Anchorage, Alaska, said the pandemic has not affected Santa's very busy delivery schedule. But I wonder how many times the elves had to shut down in quarantine. I wonder if that's. It's hey. Before you continue on that article, Tom, I wonder if uh, I wonder if uh, Elon Musk is going to ban NORAD from tracking Santa. That's doxing, man. <laughs> well, they'll probably just announce when he's left. Doxing, area. yeah. Like they, they might just announce like he's left the state of New York. Then they'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Amazon might have a legitimate reason to try to track down Santa in real time. You know, put him out once and for all. Put him out, yeah. Uh, Katie, you, you <laughs> said that us. Uh, Mrs. Santa Claus had an interview in Canada. Yeah. Um, so the the Canadian version of Dr. Fauci is a Asian woman. Um, Dr. Fouché. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think her, actually her name is Lee, something Lee. Uh, but she had a conversation with Mrs. Claus where he, uh, Mrs. Claus assured all Canadian children that Santa Claus has been fully vaccinated and has had all of his boosters and there's nothing to worry about. And I just really, when I saw this interview, I, I just felt sad for Canadians. And and the part that St. Nick's going to have myocarditis. He's not going to get to you on time. (laughs) And the part that Katie Zeta is holding withholding from you during that interview, Mrs. Claus like started coughing and sneezing 
And the health minister of Canada said, hey, we have this medical assisted suicide that you might want to look into. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, just, with that. she just died of an aneurysm right there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do, you guys, do you guys know what you call a kid who doesn't believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> no. no. A kid that's not getting uh, toys. A rebel Homeschooler. without a clause. Uh, Rebel oh, okay. <laughs> Tom's working on it. He, he, Tom's going to have kids within the next year. I'm just. Yes. This is he's my. Working on dad yeah. jokes, we man. tried today, it. so cross your fingers. And again tomorrow, and again the next day. And just keep on trying. Keep, keep, us, told, keep us in the loop there, Tom. Trying to have a Christmas son, baby. I told my son the other day we were driving, and uh, well, uh, PJ, the whole pubcast, with the exception of Katie Zed, got to actually hear my real time uh, driving instruction to my son the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Tom pocket dialed us on the telegram with his like, all right, pull over here. You know, I did not. I did. You didn't hear it. I, he probably deleted it by that point or something. But I mean, Frank funny. did. I did. Did I say not Tom? Tom? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Tom. I'm sorry. Frank pocket uh, dialed us. Eggnog his, got yeah. to you. Yeah. And Evan Williams eggnog is strong, but it is good. <laughs> and so you know, anyway, S- Santa's going to make a few mistakes tonight when he's dropping off presents, <laughs> not because of the booster, but because he's North Polish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you know why submarines sink that the Polish army makes? Because they use. Oh, shoot. I've heard this one before. Yeah, it's screen doors, screen doors or something screen like doors. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I was telling what my happened son- to Polish jokes, by the way, those used to be the, the like yeah. all the craze and they, they just ran away. We, we all found elementary. out that Poland is really based. That's what happened. To That's them. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know more of a, a Christmas thought here? Do you know what the third wise man said after the first two gave their gold and frankincense? But wait, there's myrrh. Damn. <laughs> There you go. No. All right, that's it. That's the show. <laughs> oh man! Oh, do you know what falls at the North Pole and never gets hurt? Snow. No. Snow. <laughs> that's right. I love you it. Tom, that you on are handy. on the road of dad jokes. You'll be Hell dad yeah. soon. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm saw cool. someone say Santa Claus in the in the chat. That's why I was showing this earlier. Oh, gotcha. Santa Claus, you'll get no presents and you'll be happy. You won't even get cold. <laughs> you'll be. Hell no, it's bad. banned. You'll, you'll get yeah. cold and you'll be joyous. You'll you'll get some dried bugs <laughs> in a package, freeze dried. Yeah, Before before the whole bugs thing became a a push from the World Economic mm-hmm. Forum, like you could find candied bugs at different stores, like kind of as a gag gift. And I gave one to my son when he was four, and I've never seen a kid throw up so uh, <gasps> intensely before. Oh, no, because it was just like funny. It was just like, oh, you can buy a, a box of like flavored crickets, and I was like, chocolate That's funny, right? Or yeah, yeah. Well, I think these were like they were like a different they weren't chocolate but there was some type of flavor on them and i gave it to my son who was four and i've never seen a kid throw up so much like just projectile (laughs) vomit everywhere so isn't that kind of interesting like now after having kept chickens for a while i realize what they want to do for us is the same thing like they want us to be their like human version of a chicken like it's very simple right chickens in their pod they eat the bugs mm-hmm. and then I get stuff from it and they don't know they're none the wiser. I just, well, take we're just the eggs and they just do whatever. So yeah. they want us to literally just be eating the cheapest thing possible. Eat the bugs, live in your little hole in the wall. Don't go mm-hmm. anywhere. That's a pod. And then you'll be the human production and the you know fuel that we need for our elite society that you don't get to be a part of. 
Well, it's throw their livestock to them. And here's the other thing, too, like for people who think, well, oh, it actually makes sense. Bugs are cheaper and you can make burgers and shit out of them. You know that chickens have a certain enzyme that breaks down grasshoppers and crickets and then they Titan turn it into in protein. It? And we don't have it. So here's like the big thing is, isn't even just that they want us to be livestock. The biggest thing is they want, they want us to be weak. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Like if you eat bugs, you're going to be deficient in everything and you're going to be this, you know, soy boy beta male. That's a soy boy is a conspiracy theory according to the tiktok censors did you know that no i mean abby me and abby covered this there's a i'll find it for you guys while we're talking about this but there's a uh conspiracy triangle that was put out by the lead tiktok censor uh it was like a year or two ago and in this one of the conspiracy the dangerous conspiracy theories is soy boys. Yeah. You can, you're not allowed to believe that uh, there are they men are who are just weak and, and yeah. So I'll try to, I'll try to Google this. While one. you're doing that, we got a few minutes before last call coming in and we got about three minutes in. I just wanted to quick, do a quick uh, round table with Big Thank you here. to all the people that are watching. Yes. I was going to go around and thank everybody here in a minute. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not, no, not us. I said oh. the people that are watching. I said, no, gotcha. I think there's Sorry. a delay here, Frank. Go ahead. I, I think so. I think so. Anyway, so uh, before uh, we headed to the last call, is there anything that you guys are looking for for tomorrow on Christmas? Is there any traditions you guys do for Christmas? Is there something that you're looking forward to doing with your family? I'm very much looking forward to spending time with my family. Um, every year since my niece and nephew were born, we spend Christmas morning at my sister's house because they used to be children <laughs> in the family. And now they're both my my niece is a junior in college. My nephew graduated last year and actually took a job in Mississippi um, use, using his journalism degree, which is great that he's actually using the degree he got. But um, it's so good to see the kids um, because they don't live here anymore. And I'm very much looking forward to spending time with them. Well, thank you for sharing with that, uh, Katie said. Anybody else? Go ahead, Abby. I'm still looking at this thing. It's 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 going to be lame. It's just opening presents. But my sister and I just historically have always done a lot for each other. So she'll come over and I have way more presents for her than my husband and he knows the score and it's, that's just how it is. So. <laughs> uh, for us, we're actually, uh, what we typically do on Christmas mornings, we'll uh, wake up and we'll make breakfast casserole and the kids will get to open their stockings. Uh, and real quick question, just get a survey with all of you guys that are on here right now. Do you guys wrap the presents inside the stockings or do you just put the stuff in the stockings? I don't wrap them in the stockings. No, yeah. I just put them in the stockings. The stocking is the wrapping. Yeah. Kate, I agree uh, with Abby, what did you say? It said it depends on the year. This year things were little, so I didn't. But if they're okay. a little bit bigger, I'll wrap them. Tom? Uh, no, no wrapping in the stocking. Yeah, stocking I want to know what the, the chat holder. thinks. For yeah, what's the chat, what's the chat think about that? Because me and my wife have this discussion every year. I grew <laughs> up where I didn't get anything wrapped in my stocking, and she grew up where everything got wrapped. So we always have this discussion every year when we're wrapping presents. And I'm like, I'm not wrapping a stocking. I said, I'm not wrapping this candy. <laughs> right. like, yeah, the stocking things are. are so small. They're kind of like the little things that you otherwise wouldn't wrap. because so Yeah. So we, we wrap uh, stockings anyway. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll uh, wake up in the morning. We'll do breakfast casserole. The kids will get to unwrap their stockings. 
Um, and then we have my in-laws come over and they'll have these big boxes. They, my mother-in-law gets the kids for their Christmas presents, one big box, and it has a bunch of little presents inside of it. And they open that. And then we finally get to our presents where I get to sit in the middle. I hand out the presents to everybody. We've got to make sure everyone has equal number of presents. If not, we're going to have a crying uh, <laughs> kid somewhere down the road. And then we, uh, then we have a nice lunch and we, we uh, gather around. We'll watch something on the television, a movie of, of some Christmas movie. This year, uh, The Chosen season three yeah. is premiering episode three to, uh, tomorrow night at seven. So we'll gather around for that tomorrow night and watch that. And I'm and looking forward to that one, that. too. The Me Chosen's well. been so good. It has been. So that's what we do on Christmas uh, as a tradition in my family. Um, and so... Uh, did you have anything, PJ? Yeah. So for us, like the stockings is a big thing for us. I know uh, a lot of people have just kind of done away with the stockings. They just put stuff under the trees. We love the stockings, and it was a it, it was a tradition in our family before that we like always you know pick out our own stockings. Mine's like a tactical looking stocking that you can put like mag you know of magazines stuff in. And then my son's is Darth Vader, and my it's daughter's like a plate is, carrier, isn't it? <laughs> it should be. It's it's like it's got Molly attachments and all. It's it's pretty cool. So um, mine's like a, <laughs> mine's like a tactical has a bump stocking. stock on it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Um, you know, and like the stocking is a big thing for us this year. Like the big present is that I'm sending my wife and kids out to see her family for because so they live out for in, you. Done sending them <laughs> a present for me. <laughs> Don't say it's a present that I get to send my wife Shipping to or my mother-in-law. And go. But uh. <laughs> No, like they're going out there. So like we did mostly stockings. We didn't do a ton of stuff under our tree. But now uh, since we bought our first home and it's been so awesome, like my favorite thing about this house, we actually have a fireplace. So like before it was just like on a wall. Now we actually get to hang them over a fireplace. So the stockings thing is like really important to us. And we put a lot of effort into that. Um, but other than that, we read the Christmas story, you know, in the oh, we do that too. In the yeah, morning. I to mention that. Sorry. And yeah. uh, sometimes we'll watch the nativity movie or like my kids like the movie, the star. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. It's like an animated version of. Is Jesus that the donkey? Bird. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, the okay. talking donkey and yep, the bird. Yep. Yeah, and that one, they like that one. And we have been a huge fans of the chosen. So now that chosen episode or season three, episode three is coming out tomorrow. We're going to be watching. We haven't watched the first two episodes of the season yet. So I think we're going to watch all three episodes. Good. Of this new season tomorrow. So that's kind of our thing. Like my family, like my bigger family, like uh, we always, because you know, we're all married now. All my siblings are married we always take time off in January and we get together. It's a bigger family up at my dad's. So like, that's kind of the big thing for us is, you know, instead of fighting with everybody else's, you know, spouse's family and me, this is the, you guys know this cause I've had so much trouble trying to get shit done this, this month. Like December is the busy, busy, busy time for work. That's why I went and did a 12 hour route today in this terrible weather. Yeah. I can't believe um, that you're here doing this after mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I got home like five minutes before we went live. <laughs> Literally, it was a really, oh, no. it was really rough out there today. Hey, we had so, your stand in ready to go here, PJ. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I like any time me and Katie get to be on a stream together. She's True. not just filling in for me. It's, it's a good time. So like, uh, yeah, like the bigger family Christmas is coming up in January. So that's kind of our other big yearly tradition. We used to do uh, like a bed and breakfast somewhere new every year and traveling was kind of more of the thing. But this year with the economy being the way it is, we're just going to my dad's. So. Yeah, you can find that on the App Store, um, William Wallace, uh, if on your Android uh, store or your Apple store. Just type in the Chosen under the apps, and it will pull it up for you. It's free to download. It's free to watch. Uh, you can add a donation to it. It'll ask if you want to donate to the their ministry of doing the shows, and you're, that's available if you want to do that. But if not, 
it's there for you to watch. So it's a fantastic feature. You could also, if you have one of the smart TVs that has the ones like Amazon and stuff of that on it like that, you can add the chosen to to your television and you can watch on your television. I, I would also suggest too, you can um, use the app to cast it to your TV. So if you yes. have a TV that's hooked up to Wi-Fi, all this time me and my family watched it. We use the chosen app on Android and we hit the cast to TV button and then it just goes right to your TV. So it's really great. It's free. I uh, highly, highly recommend the chosen. Yeah. So Sounds let's go and get last call going. We got a, a few minutes here. And Did Tom can... answer? I didn't want to cut him off though. Oh, I'm sorry, Tom. Go oh, ahead. Traditions. Oh, no, I'll go see my family tomorrow. We'll have a furtada, and it'll be uh, a nice time. We'll nice. open presents, and we'll have a little lunch in the middle of the day. The awesome. siblings will all come over, and I think my brother's already made it over from Detroit. He's over there doing, like, an internship placement thing, so he's over there for a temporary time. He's already made it back over with the blizzard, and my sister is, as I showed you, the uh, digging out of her two feet or plus <laughs> yeah. of... I'm glad your brother made it because it is bad in some areas. I'm sure it's Dude, really it bad over there. it wasn't that bad. They closed the highway. So my wife and I, we go from Grand Rapids, Comstock Park, all the yeah. way over to Plymouth. Two and a half hour drive. We made it in 215. Don't so know how that worked. It, that's but what's we were weird behind is- a plow the whole time, so not a big deal. And then on the way back, closed sections of highway. They made you take these side streets that were, I think, far less safe, really, yeah. for smaller cars to take. I don't know. It was all dumb. I, I'm sorry. I know we want to go into the are, thing. People but are like, jerks is what I'm saying. It's weird to me that Grand Rapids is less bad than Lansing because I drove all the way from here to somewhere in Ohio today and back. And the entire drive, it was bad. But Lansing area has been by far the worst in the state that I've seen or talked to. And it's weird because usually it's usually Grand Rapids. It's way worse. And Lansing right now is just horrific it is it's worse here that's why i'm saying like it was stupid that they shut the roads down oh, okay in, you know 127 because the, yeah. you have to take old 27 i'm like that's right. a bad road to be taking here it is dancing. yeah here in and georgia if two snowflakes fall from the sky everything shuts down. i know you guys shut down when i was there like <laughs> yeah. years ago for like a, a half inch of snow it was crazy you, yeah. you guys are dropping them from from the sky now mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. we, we just make fun of them on social media you guys are yeah. harsh <laughs> here's our last call uh, appreciation to all the ones that donated during the uh, stream tonight jokes and a point came in with a five dollar <laughs> super chat early on said Merry Christmas crew thank you so much Merry thank Christmas you. Merry Christmas to you as well Merry Christmas um, we also had one come in from lit for uh, $9 or $10 says staying uh, up just long enough to wish some of my favorite people Merry Christmas Aww. love y'all Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. We love you uh, too, Jess. You. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's another one from Yvonne Kennedy. She didn't uh, put anything on, but we do appreciate it. Thank you so much, Yvonne. Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, this one coming in from Angel, $10 super sticker. Thank you, Angel. Merry Christmas Thank you. to you. Awesome. Thank you. And Flying Eagle came in with this one. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year uh, for $20. Thank you so much, Flying Eagle. And we had uh, a couple over on Rumble. Uh, yep, Tom? I, pu- I pulled them up here. You can see these from Blasian Babies 2020. It's over for the deep state. No one believes them. They're naked emperors. Governor Kerry Lake won. That means President Trump won. Merry Christmas. Merry and then Christmas. we had this from Salty Ken. Get hammered. Not like Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will take you. that advice. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, um, who, what was that last one? I'm sorry. Um, Salty Ken. Salty Ken, thank you so much. I we do appreciate that here on the podcast, and we on all, on behalf of all of the hosts here tonight. I just want to 
uh, tell all of you guys Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for coming out and hanging out with us. Hopefully we were entertaining tonight for y'all as you guys were doing maybe last minute wrapping. Maybe you're wrapping the stockings like we uh, do in my tradition in my household. Or maybe you're getting uh, tomorrow's meal ready, already getting a head start maybe for the breakfast. Uh, whatever your traditions are, we do appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us. Uh, also, don't forget the reason for the season is Jesus Christ. So Amen. Uh, make sure Absolutely. you uh, uh, recognize that tomorrow as we are celebrating not only spending time with family, not only uh, spending time doing the traditions of our family, but the reason for all of this is Jesus Christ for uh, providing us a pathway to salvation through uh, through him and no other way you can achieve that but through Jesus Christ. So uh, fantastic that I got to spend time here with my friends, uh, Tom and PJ, Abby, and of course, uh, Katie Zett. Thank you guys for all coming together and, and spending a little bit of our Christmas Eve with you guys. Uh, tonight. We will be back at regular schedules next Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we look forward to continuing to do big things on this uh, channel as we continue to grow. We got some big plans moving into the new year. 2023 is going to be a huge year for the channel, I believe, in this community as we continue to grow with a conspiracy pilled with America floats, with uh, overruled and true crime and much other things that we are going to be looking to explore to kind of uh, bring in together under the umbrella of the last American podcast. And we look forward to continuing to grow this audience, continue to grow this community and being able to reach and share information, having fun and, and doing all those things uh, together. So thank you. Merry Christmas. And we have one last one here from TZ burden it says Merry Christmas, everyone crossing the streams with JPR of the um, ancient order of men. Yes. Yes. We'll might have JPR on at one time next year. So we'll see. Uh, but I appreciate all of you guys. Thank you. Any last words from the uh, from the crew? Yeah, Merry Christmas. I want to be the first to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everyone. And and I like it. Jesus is the reason for the season. So you stole my line. I was going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> Merry no Christmas. Stealing. It's Christmas. You can still say it, Katie. It's still true. Jesus absolutely is Even the reason for the season. Even if a woman says it, that's, you know, it's still true. No one is saying this. And I feel like it needs to be said. Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Abby. I think you guys are forgetting a big part of this, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus. Our Lord and Savior. Absolutely. So, yeah, write that down. I'll, 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 I'll end it with this. Uh, Jesus is a fed. So. Jesus was a fed. So you said. <laughs> no, I said Santa is a fed, not Jesus. Oh, oh. I was going to say that's some blasphemy in the street. Oh, wow. Santa is a fed. Jesus is the reason for the season. Merry yeah. Christmas. I the said crucifixion was an inside job. <laughs> We're leaving. <laughs> Merry I hope Christmas, you all have everyone. A great Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your time with your family. Uh, and God bless. We love you guys. Mm -hmm.